Eleven O'Clock Comics, episode one hundred and ninety-one. Every day I'm shuffling. Is it really? What's your first favorite number? It's just an eye, dude. Oh, uh, no, 19. Don't be mad. Now stop. Hey, this is King. One more shot for us. Another round. Please fill up. Look up. Don't mess around. We just want to see. You shake it out. Now you home with me. You make it now. Oh, look at you. No, I mean, it's just what you're talking about. That's true. Well, I was thinking Phantom 10. What number was... was, was uh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. He was what, 13? I need to hit my cap to the whole thing. Because I didn't really know about the character until I started reading on Kenny and Sports. And I went back and read the wiki page and some of the Grant Morrison stuff. That's a dope character. I, I, I kind of wish... I kind of wish... I think because it's I first came across them in the uh, in what I've read so far of of the new X Men Omnibus. I you just hate Morrison. What is that? I, do. oh, I don't hate. I you don't do. Hate. You you David, you, David you will stop at Morrison. nothing to hit Morrison in the balls. Yeah. David hates Morrison worse than he uh, hates skinny white if, chicks. No, you know we, we should think about this because because doesn't all work twice, Chris. But I think like the thing we have a stigma for. David doesn't like Morrison or Kirkman. Chris doesn't like Bendis. I'm not crazy about Wade. Who does Vince not like that everybody else likes? Oh man! Uh, Someone with taste. Y'all yeah. never know. <laughs> oh, we'll 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 be because we'll we'll be talking about something else, and we'll be like, oh, that's the guy Vince doesn't like. It'll it'll come. <laughs> Kurt Swan. <laughs> Kurt <laughs> fucking Swan. That's oh Stan Lee. Well, yeah. Stan, that's yeah. true. Yeah. yeah, you're right. You're right. See, Robo you know. Superman must save the planet. How can you not like Stan Lee? <laughs> guy's a douche. Douche. Right. He's a douche. Let's stop. Hey, everybody. I think we've dragged it on long enough. It's 11 o'clock comics, and I am Vince B. Yes, you are, Stanley Hater. And I'm Christopher Naisman. Yeah, you are, Bendis Hater. I'm David Price. <laughs> we yeah, can't. I, I, got, I got a much better leg to stand on than Vince there. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, you are, Kirkman Hater, and I'm, I'm El Sushi. You are not. <laughs> you are not El Sushi. You are. You are like I crush Butcher Baker. You are El Hombre de Wood. Jason Wood oh. in the house. And this episode of Eleven O'clock Comics, Sans Hate, has been brought to you. Stop talking. Has been brought to you by Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com, where you, funny book man and funny book gal, can get your books at way below retail. Laugh at retail prices at DCBS because your discount will range anywhere between 35, well, 30, and 75% off. That's the high-end discount they reserve, especially for their monthly spotlight specials like this one, which is not 75% off. So the analogy doesn't fit, but you can get Terror on the Planet of the Apes. I'm pushing the hell out of this book by Munch and Plug, the great Marvel masterpiece way back when, what, 73? 
74, I think, that was presented in the pages of Planet of the Apes magazine. You can get it from Boom for a lousy 50% off. It's awesome. And it's only going to cost you a buck 99. Look at that. Wow. Terror on the Planet of the Apes. You need to get this. And while you're there, um, can you still order Betrayal of the Planet of the Apes by uh, Mr. Hardman and Ms. Bechko? I think the fourth issue has been solicited this month, maybe. So you have, right. you have time. You have time. I read the week, yeah. I read the first issue. Oh my God, is it great? It is it phenomenal. Good. It's really good. I don't oh, know. Wow. I'm not a big fan of the politics, but when you mix the politics with the apes, it works for me. It's a courtroom drama on Planet of the Apes. It's awesome. Um, I wouldn't say courtroom, but yeah. So, Discount Comic Book <laughs> Service, DCBService.com. Uh, and if you uh, are a first time, <laughs> yeah, I we. Go. The Romita Artist Edition is solicited <gasps> this month. Is it really? What's the yeah, discount I, on that? I don't know. I haven't looked, but it's um, it's in solicit. So if uh, if folks were were looking for that now now and and speaking of, you were just going to tell them about the about the awesome additional discount. So go ahead and do that because now would be a perfect time to use that extra discount. It would. And what is that extra discount, Mister Neesman? It is E O C eight for eleven o'clock comics. Right. Uh, e O C eight, and you can put that in your you know special coupon discount code slot, slot there. The slot, baby. And, uh, and you get an additional eight uh, percent uh, off. <laughs> what? Yeah, think about it. I did for a second. <laughs> no, I was I was I was working ahead in some math. So it's like okay, say the Ramita. Artist edition, which will be a hundred bucks. Say it's say it's thirty percent off. Well, now it's thirty eight percent off. So it's which all good. is good. Yeah, that's a great yeah. discount. I'm hoping yeah. it's a little bit more though. But I guess with those high end things, yeah, it, it was, takes what, what you can Simonson, get. What was the Simonson or Wood uh, discounted? I think I, it thirty. I think. Yeah. So I, yeah. yeah, it's IDW. So I mean, I think it would be the same. There's not a ton of margin on those. Right. Uh, oh man, I can't wait to get the Wally Wood one. Oh, oh, totally. Do. I didn't order that, and I'm I'm probably going to be sick to myself for yeah, not doing so. Yeah, you're going to kick yourself because it's, what's the matter with you? I it, it was it was too much to add on top of the bill. Yeah, it was. You it should, was. Cut other stuff. I'm not rolling well, green, you, like, dude. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, you know what I did get today? Arrow. My uh, my T-Faw box came today. It did? Really? Yeah. Oh. And. My- Mine hasn't shipped yet. I just have one comment, and and it's I really don't want to slander. Are you the first person to actually get a Nick and Dent book that was actually Nick and Dented? I was going to say no, no. The damn things were all shrink wrapped. Okay, unheard of, right? Okay. So, so I got um, six Dark Horse hardcovers. Mm-hmm. The the most expensive was fifty nine ninety nine. The rest of them were forty nine ninety nine. So I got retail. S- retail. So I got okay. six hardcovers for the price of one. For the price of the Nemesis hardcover, which was fifty nine ninety nine, mm-hmm. I got six, which is a great deal. So I have to preface what I'm about to say with three caveats. Number one, I understand that I got these things for dirt cheap. Okay. Number two, I realize that the uh, comic books reprinted within these archive editions are by now pretty hard to find. I mean, it's, it's, it's almost impossible to find all of the original art for these books, right? So they have to use what is available to them. That I understand. And I don't have a third, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking through the Turok archives 
Mm-hmm. And some of the reproduction in there is nasty. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, hey, I, sometimes I, it's sometimes it's just what they have to work with. That's what I'm saying. But a lot of the pages appear to be scanned from published comic books. Yeah. So there, there's a hint of yeah more moray going on, and that doesn't bother me. I'm fine with that. But and, and again, at the at this price point, I really shouldn't complain. But what I'm but saying is, retail. maybe Dark Horse is charging a little bit too much for these things because fifty mm-hmm. bucks that would not float with me. Now yeah. the the eerie and the creepy archives, they're almost pristine. I, I've yet to see a, a a really bad page in those books, and they're oversized. These are a regular comic book sized, and and the paper varies too. Like the first volume of the Turok is on the paper that approximately that they used for DC used for the Jack Kirby books and then it goes to slick paper in the second volume and then it goes to another page yeah. like it's not consistent but 10 bucks a pop who the hell am I to you know I just, t- just t- an t- observation t- t- I tell you what I ordered in that thing no I yeah got, I think wait you said something but I forgot it because I wasn't I really paying all attention. 10 Nexus yep. right yeah. archives oh that's right for a hundred bucks you that's cannot amazing. go wrong with that but. yeah yeah. So so I got Turok volumes one to four. I got the uh Joe Kubert Tarzan Years Volume One, which for some weird reason I didn't have. I don't know why. Which is pristine. The artwork in that fan. I am. The artwork in that in that Tarzan book, volume one, is beautiful from front to back. There's not a bad page in there. The reproduction quality is great. And then I got that Nemesis uh hardcover. So yeah, nice. sixty bucks. Did you get yours, Jason? Uh, I I had two orders, so I got the first order. Uh, actually, I got it a, a while ago, and the second order I was told should be here in the next day or two, but I haven't yeah. gotten it yet. Yeah. Some of the uh, peaks Mine's on still the forum. Shipped. I ordered it on the 29th of November. Still hasn't shipped. It, it sounds like some people that have yet to have their shipped have been getting a few things canceled from them. But yeah, oh. particularly f- uh, Fear Agent. Yeah. Sounds like it. I mean, there's been a couple yeah. things, but yeah, yeah. But I think I told you guys. I think I ordered almost 40 books. Between the two orders, so. yeah. wow! Yeah. Uh, you are one impressive son bitch. Yeah, <laughs> well, right. all right. Um, drink roll call. Uh, Let's do this, Vince. Why don't be? Why don't you lead us off? Brace your face for the smooth taste of the hurricane, mother. <laughs> Love it. Why do I picture you dressed like Lando Calrissian right now? Saying, <laughs> <laughs> well, my my wife is quite hairy. Oh, oh snap, dude! Yeah. Oh. Yeah. She's very her suit. No, see, you need to go in. You need to go in and 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 That's a funny a, approach your lovely wife and say, "You truly belong amongst the clouds here with us." How about some wookie nookie? Like <laughs> 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 uh, all right, David. Uh, well, I, I had some wine with dinner, and I really don't like mixing my alcohol, so I'm sticking with it. It's uh, Redwood Creek. Redwood Creek. Merlot. All right. Nice. Um, And Mr. Wood. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I made Chris a promise. I'm going to keep it. So we're uh, we're on December 14th as we record this. Uh, What is this? Our our second week of the the Christmas month. So I have another Christmas-themed drink for y'all. Uh, This uh, this evening, I'm drinking a little Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. You know what I'm saying? Uh, It it is uh, some light rum, mm-hmm. lemon juice, and this time I didn't make the mistake. 
Beth was was kind enough to buy me fresh lemons, so I'm not using the <laughs> bottle I used last I'm week. Glad I wasn't the called you out on that too. That's yeah, true. That's, that's why. So it's, yeah, there's a bunch of weirdos out there. Exactly. So it's uh, it's light rum, lemon juice, lots of lemon juice, basically equal parts, uh, some grenadine, mm-hmm. and then uh, a bit of cranberry juice to taste in a highball glass. It's oh. pretty good, actually. It's much better than the Grinch last week. Um, it's a little summery for for a like it's. It strikes me as one of those summer drinks that are served, and then someone's like, "Oh, we should call this the Rudolph because it's red." Um, so I don't know that I'd want to drink a bunch of them right now, but uh, I'm enjoying it, and then I will, as of last week, after I'm done this uh, highball, I will start drinking some Yangling. There you All go. Right. Sounds yummy. Um, this is the just the best time of year to drink. There's so much good stuff out there. <laughs> and then, you know, oh, there. I mean, the gr- great deals on booze. Whenever you go to the to the liquor store, I mean, this is their big time of the year. And um, one of the things I love is that there are so many breweries out there that come out with with holiday specific holiday. Um, <laughs> uh, one of my absolute favorites, and I look forward to it every year because it's always slightly different. Is from one of my one of my favorite and one of the original craft brewers um, in uh, in these here United States, and that is um, uh, Anchor Brewing, who does Anchor Steam mm-hmm. uh, out in San Francisco. And every year, Anchor uh, comes out with their uh, with their Merry Christmas and Happy New Year ale. It's their their seasonal you know holiday ale and every year it's a slightly different recipe so um you know it's going to be similar but something new from the year before and it's something i always look forward to so uh i'm having uh the 2011 anchor brewing holiday ale nice and it's delicious it's got a lot of uh a lot of nice uh um holiday spice to it you know you can smell some you know some nutmeg and maybe a little cinnamon in there and and they you know they you know kind of put a lot of of holiday spice in it which isn't is... it kind of funny how um the time of year can dictate things like that like i'm totally with you like i would drink the beer you're describing now i would totally be cool with drinking right now yeah. but in the middle of the summer when i'm hanging in my pool i'd be like oh i don't want this horrible right you know yep. oh yeah yeah but it's Nut, just nutmeg Bleh. it's like yeah it's, it's like your it's, taste buds change from season to season but it's like your the the mental wrapper around around it does yeah it's like you you don't want to like roast a turkey in in yeah. like june i mean yeah. I, I love eggnog but i'm not going to have it during the summer yeah you're not having it no i'm not trying to have it nah you know so and, it's, it's, and it's like you know i don't necessarily want to you know have like lemonade right now yeah right that cool refreshing drink yeah so, yeah so before we jump into the comics uh, i have a thank you look at oh! you mr biggie balls yeah, right. I'm What'd sure you, you have a bunch of thank yous. I just beat you I to the don't. punch. I didn't uh, open them. Well, um, I my thank you is from uh, the same person that uh, had thank yous going to them last week. Uh, yes. Mr. Dean Stell was was very generous in sending me uh, a uh, pretty awesome package. First, he said, thanks for all the free fun on 11 o'clock every week. Merry Christmas, Dean Stell. Dean S. on the forums. And uh, talk about... A generous gift. Uh, it is a copy of the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen Omnibus. Son of a wow. bitch. Wow. Nice. Unheard of, dude. That's, yes. That's pretty awesome. Look at dude. you. It is unbelievable. I mean, I love this book. And, uh, I, I still think <laughs> mine is high better, up but, on yeah. my Amazon wish list. So, uh, I mean, that's so nice and generous. I, I, yeah. I just 
Meanwhile, so now thank that, you so does much. Does that come with the the record or not? I haven't opened it. It's still in the shrink wrap. Oh, I thought wasn't that supposed to come with a, a a forty a little CD of something at one time, and then I heard that it wasn't, and then it, uh, yeah, there's no. I mean, I'm pretty yeah, sure. That no, that was that was quite that was like that. Yeah, that was. Oh right, yes. It came with the the 3D glasses, but not the uh, not the right. record. Yeah, so. it's timely too because David uh, his way back Wednesday thread this week was a thread we had about absolutes and omnibus editions. Yes, and uh, I think one of the things that's changed from when that thread started a few years ago is that um, DC has been doing a lot more of the 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 sort of omnibus treatment versus the absolute you know at the time that thread was going on really dc didn't have omnibu and and now they're putting out quite a few um so that that teen titans omnibus is awesome yeah i don't have it yet i I, I, I still want that yeah same here yeah it's really good but uh, yeah so thanks very much dean really nice of you i really appreciate it i have a package from dean i have not opened it yet oh see i'm I'm assuming it's from dean I have an I, Amazon package. I have, opened. I have a few Amazon packages downstairs, which I haven't bothered to open, so I'm not. I don't know who has what yet, but it's it's um since Jason mentioned the the threads, there was the uh, um the, the other one about the absolutes and 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 omnibus and and when um why and this was this stems from and the reason I, I bumped this thread was because of something that that Slurmo and and Vince were talking about with the milk and cheese. Uh, collection and i i get why like i have i have most of or i've at least read the original run of the new teen titans and and i do want that that omnibus of that absolute because it's it's just it reminds me of of a certain time and same thing with the the omnibus that if 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 um if i were to have that it just it would it would bring back all those memories and it'd be nice to have on on the shelf, and and it's such it was such a great time for me as as a reader, and and to have all those stories in in between two covers, and and have it right there on the shelf, and then but that's where it's where I think Bob Gar and I are are of similar minds, where you know someone who would buy because I think what he was telling Vince is that reading the milk and cheese book, it's kind of hard to get through all in one fell yeah. swoop, and, and you got to kind of break up, and it's, it's too dense, and and I can understand that because I mean you're talking about book. Uh, a collection that took place from like the the, the 80s into what the, the 2000s long so, time yeah i can yeah. see that so i mean so, so that's where i'm i'm getting with you know why would someone buy like the the sora on on the bus which you could buy the single issues and i and i get the whole well you know it, it i got to dig them out of the box and and unbag them and everything but at the same time it's like shelf porn dude shelf no porn. i no, no i get that yeah. but but for but for us for the four of us who or reading the book as it was coming out back then, it'd be a nice reminder. But for someone who's like, oh, I've only heard about you know the Simonson, why? What would possess them to spend a hundred bucks on a collection of something that they've never read before? Well, they wouldn't. That's not who they're selling it. To. No, no, no. But but apparently there are a few people on the forum and on that thread that were like, well, people have talked about it in the past, and it was it, it was the price was right either because they had credit or it was on sale or what have you. But people sure. are buying that book. Sight unseen, never having read those books, those yeah. issues. I, you know, I think even someone new to the hobby knows the the sure things when they see it, because there's a lot of talk about Simonson. Whenever oh, yeah. the name, right? Whenever the name is brought up on the forum, people, yeah, you know, the the, the enthusiasm for that stre- those 
that stretch of issues just erupts so people pick up on that and uh, and and their curiosity as sure. a result grows. And it's, and so it's that's where it's, yeah. it's it's the thor it's it's the thor omnibus by simonson so whether it's it, whether he he wrote it all but but whether he he drew most of it and then you have have Salbushima picking up the, oh, the, yeah. the last year yeah, boy. there's a lot of good stuff in there so i mean it's it's one one vision one voice and and i guess you can say the same about the new X-Men on the bus where it's all Morrison, but it can be, depending on, on your artistic taste, you know, you, you go from quietly to, to Van Skyver, to, to Corday, to Sylvester, and, and things bounce around a little bit, but it's, it's still, I, I understand why they would do it, but it's still a little, I don't want to say baffling, but I, I still wonder what would, and, and I explained it in, in, in the thread, but it's like, I'm going to spend all this money on something I've never read before because, and, and and at no point has anybody ever that I've seen online anywhere regret spending the money on the Thor omnibus. No, unheard of. Right. Exactly, exactly. But I mean, I could see it happening with some of the other. Well, I agree, David. Like, like um, I talk about going a little bit behind the curtain, and people know uh, Chris and I sometimes collaborate uh, on the iFanboy site, and uh, they did a, a bunch of buyers gift guides last week, and uh, I. I had taken some time off from writing there because of uh, all the stuff I was going on with work. So um, I was actually planning on jumping back in with a um, – because they had sent out a reminder of anyone that did gift guides the year before if they wanted to you know, do the same topic again this year, feel free. So I went ahead and penned my gift guide, which is all about uh, you know, the best you know, collected editions like coffee table books, you know, shelf porn, if you will. David hates that term, but uh, for lack of a better term. And and wrote it and submitted it, and then uh, <laughs> lo and behold, I had not realized that uh, actually that article I wrote was for last year for like best of. So I ended oh wow! Up, <laughs> yeah. So so ultimately, the article is not going to go up for a couple of weeks, and it'll probably be reviewed, <laughs> revised. But but in 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 that, I mentioned that you know um, uh, that Marvel really has been putting out like a ton of of, of omnibus editions, and some of them like the Burn Fantastic Four. Like the like the Simons and Thor, just make a ton of sense, and I think are really sought after, mm-hmm. you know. But then you look and like some of them, I mean, and I have I don't even know, but I probably have fifteen or more uh, Marvel Omnibus sitting on my shelves here. Um, so I've owned I own a bunch of them, but but some of the ones that have come out lately are are pretty baffling. I mean, like I I, I enjoyed Acts of Vengeance when it was coming out back right. in the day, but yeah. like Acts of Vengeance Omnibus, and really? then they put an Acts of Vengeance crossovers Omnibus, right? You know, um, I, I thought about, Secret Wars two was kind of jumping the shark. That yeah, was, yeah, yeah, that was. I, I, I that. think practically the most egregious one is the most recent, and that is, uh, it's not even out yet, but it's been solicited. Is Avengers: The Crossing? Because <laughs> if you ask me, and, and you know, I've, you know, Avengers is way at the top of my list of favorite mm-hmm. things of all time in comics. Uh, that's probably, at least for my. This is just my personal opinion. Others may listen and want to shake their fists, but I think that's probably like the low point for the Avengers in my lifetime. Isn't that the one where the Was wasp that? turn into the bug chick? Yeah, I mean that's it's it collects Force Works. Ooh, uh, oh Machine, wow! Age of Innocence. Um, Time. Was that the, the, the leather jacket wearing yeah, Avengers yeah, yeah. era? Okay, all right. So that was, there's some Epting art in here, early Epting art, things some, like I think that. Some of John stuff, right? Doesn't have. Or, Maybe not. No, 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 no. no, no. no. John, John that was, that was right before Ben. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I mean that was yeah, not. Right. It was the last <laughs> Avengers. Yeah, uh, stop. stop it right now. Oh boy! But <laughs> David, you mentioned uh, Slurmo and his reaction to the milk and cheese right. as be as being dense. I don't think he's talking about 
uh, dense in a sense of there's a lot of it. But uh, have you read Milk and Cheese? I mean, I didn't. I mean, I not. I haven't read any of it in a good long while. Right. Well, so you know, per page, Dorkin just loads that thing. Oh up. yeah. I mean, the the an actual panel of Milk and Cheese has a lot going on, and when you multiply a whole page of those kind of panels and then a whole book of pages like that it could be a task getting through that yeah i mean so dude i, I have i mean in, in my hands right now no lie i'm i'm flipping through the uh, and it's i'm not trying to compare it to milk and cheese because it's impossible to but i i have everyone hates fight man which was <laughs> also which is i mean it's a one shot and and that's dense and it's it's yeah. like it's 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 48 pages Mm-hmm. And it's still, I mean, there's a lot to get through in here. So, I mean, yeah, Evan Dorkin does not know, I guess, how to rein it in. And it's a good thing. No. That, that, yeah. That's not that, that's not a complaint. Right. But it's... it's um, All his stuff I mean, is like that. The the Dork stuff, the Bill and Ted, uh, Pirate Corps, that was all I, real chunky. I, I have the, uh, the the Too Much Coffee Man omnibus that, that, that uh, Dork was put oh, out. Oh, yeah. I've never read that. But. I, I'm a big fan of Shane and Wheeler, and, and, Shane. and I've I've always been... Uh, a fan of too much coffee man but i mean i can tell you right now it's sitting right there on top of my my reflumming collection i am not going to see it's just like the the hembeck everything absolute omnibus from a couple of years ago it's not we'll never finish sit that. down and no, right. and read cover to cover you have to read a little bit put it down read something else what whether it's a palate cleanser you just want something different but i mean still, there are some creators that just that and and god love them they they just Put so much on the page, or in, in Dorkin's case, in the panel, where, yeah, you have to. Uh, I've read enough of that for now. It's it's time to go read some Avengers. Or I think that like that happens a lot in comics for me because I like with reading, like reading novels. I'll often go in the stretch where I'll I'll read bunches of 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 novels written by the same author. Okay, like, I, and I've always been like that. So whatever author I discover, whether it have been when I was younger, Stephen King, or you know, most recently, like if I read like one of the series, like I, you know, I'll read all the series is pretty much in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, but with comics, I'm like, you're, I'm more like with what you're saying, which is that I end up. I mean, this is stuff obviously that if I was reading it when it was coming off the shelves, that's more sequential. But I mean, like when I've gone back and either buy buck collect, like I, I'm with you. I, I can't. It's difficult often for me to pour through, like, in one fell swoop, these larger works. Like, Concrete, right? Like, I read, like, the first two oh, yeah, yeah, of yeah. Concrete, yeah, and then I, well, I was enjoying it very much, but I just needed, you know, it's such a specific thing, and you have to really put your time into it. I just needed to step away, you know? Um, right. and, and then I went back and read, you know, that. And the same thing with, like, um, 20th Century Boys. It was like, I was really enjoying it, but I, I couldn't have fathomed, like, reading however many like the 10 or 12 volumes i have sitting on my shelf all at once like that's just is like too much of one thing you know mm-hmm. it's like uh it's like what eddie murphy said right if you if you if you eat a ritz every day it turns into a saltine right so yeah. <laughs> uh, i'm hey. uh, i've been i've been trying to you know uh, just kind of dig my way through ecstatics for a long time which oh, I, love I love it that. it's I just it. it's just it's kind of what jason's saying it's hard to yeah. It's hard to chew away. On yeah, stuff I think like I think the last time I, I really kind of just forged through with something was probably the Bone co- complete mm-hmm, collection, mm-hmm. and and I mean, and that was just that was just so good where I didn't want to stop it, but I was just yeah. like, wow. I mean, I I was I was getting full of it, but it was just it, it, once I I reached more than halfway through, I'm like, well, I, I'm not stopping now, and I, I'm right, sure right. it'll be like that when I read the complete Echo. And there there are some things where it's like I I just did echoes a fast read. 
and and no, I mean, I read the first trade and it and it was so. I mean, I can only imagine it, it continues through that. But I, I plowed through about I don't know forty fifty issues of Amazing Spider Man, and that was I mean, it was one character, even though there were a few different creators working on it. But I mean, yeah, you're right. I mean, and now um, I didn't I haven't read six seventy five, and 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 it'll probably be. I might wait another issue or two before I go back and finish up the, this Vulture story. So, I mean, yeah, it's, we, but I think a lot of us, whether we, we buy the collections or we, we self trade weight where we, right. I, I'm, I'm a little bit behind on, on Butcher Baker. I, I haven't read the last three issues. So it's, it's one of those things where I'll, I'll let things pile up just because I know when I get to it, it'll be a, good fun read but i don't i don't need to read things as soon as they come out and i've i've been like that that for a few years now where i'll just i'll i'll read things and then it's unfortunately i guess it's because of just the way the writers write the stories these days where you know i mean we we, we talk about Venice and things like that but i mean we, we know that i can wait six months and and i'll buy the issues <laughs> but i can i'll just read those six issues when they come out and i'll, I'll read it before the trade or you could just go out. to the mall or yeah, well, yeah, but it's it's just it's um, you know, so I mean, we've 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 kind of I guess changed our reading habits. Whereas back then, when Simonson was doing Thor, I had to read that. And same thing with Power Pack. I mean, as soon as an issue came out, I was there reading it with, with GI Joe. It didn't matter. But nowadays, it's like we, I, I get so much stuff where I'm cool with just letting a few things pile up and then reading it when I can. And, yeah. and just plowing through it yeah. one issue at a time. I mean, I'm like that with Uncanny X-Force. I'm a few issues behind, but I know once I get caught up, I'm going to want more. Aww. Yeah, I yeah. would say the uh, the last thing that I read, uh, in, like you were saying, where I was able to just do it nonstop and I felt like I had to was, was 100 Bullets last year. Oh, okay. Yeah. That, how was that, 13 trades, I think, Chris, right? It's like, yeah, well, yeah that sounds about right. But uh, but I mean, I just, I literally just read through that from front to, front to back. So but that's good. an unusual thing. So I mean, I, I uh, um, it seems and, like and I, the the more dense it is, the harder it is to do that. So I'm I'm actually surprised that you're able to do that because there's a lot but, of but that, there. that one. Well, number one, I enjoyed it, but also I think the other thing is the, one of the reasons I had I had stayed away from it after uh, having read the first trade when it came out, but then not really. I'd heard a lot of people talk about, it, including Sal actually uh, on your on, back on AC back in the day, and uh, I just remember. A lot of people saying that they liked it, but it was like very easy to lose the thread. Yes, you yes. Read it every month, mm-hmm. and so I always had that in mind that like, boy, this is going to be something you really. And so I found that reading all hundred issues in like two months' time, it was really easy for me to like because it was I was reading it every day, so I, yeah. I wasn't losing any of the. Uh, okay. See, so, I I still have to finish it. I I haven't. I think yes. Yeah, so sometime after fifty, I I still I, I still have the issues. I just I still oh. haven't finished it. And that's another you thing. Got, no, just, no, I, no, you don't have to finish it. You have, you have to go back to the beginning. No, I do, and I and, yeah. and I can't wait to. I really want to because I have the first bunch of trades, and I, I think I have like from issue maybe twenty two on. Right. But I'm I'm I still want those first two dozen issues. But it's um it's 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 a book that I I desperately want to get back to once I clear through a lot of the other things right, that, I, that I have sitting in front of me, but it's, it's, I mean, since, since Hunter Bulls was brought up and I don't know if we, if we're ready to get into anything new, but I only read the first issue, but has anybody else read Spaceman? No, I read both, uh, both issues of Spaceman today, as a matter of fact. Oh, it's on my regime, but, but, uh, okay. Cause I, I only, I only read the first issue and all, and, and I don't know if Chris wants to get into it and I don't, What the hell? 
Wow, you 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 got all cut off. Yeah, oh, yeah. that wasn't just me. I thought maybe I was. No. There. Oh no. wow, really? Okay, yeah, I, ma- massive cut off. So uh, jump in after I say, um, yeah, go for it. I'm leaving it in. Okay. All I said, uh, well, I don't know what was cut off. All I said was that I, I, I read the first issue, but it's, it's going to be something where I think I'm going to wait until the eight issues are out and, and then read nice. it. It's, yeah, nine, it's nine issues. Nine, all right. So, so when, when it's done, I'll go back and read it because it, it doesn't, after the first issue, it doesn't, this doesn't seem like it's something I can, I can read when it comes mm-hmm. out every month. You know, I, I think it will be fine. I, it's, um, uh, I've heard, I've heard people, say that it's it's kind of out there and and weird and goofy but it's i i don't think it is it i I think once you once you get the setup i think it's right now it's looking like a pretty straightforward kind of crime story uh and and no it i mean and and the first issue i mean they introduce a bunch of characters well a bunch they introduce like four or five characters and and it's 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 a neat setup Mm-hmm. And and you know I, I get through the new speak and I can I, I'm I'm cool with that because God knows I, I get texts from my sister and it sounds exactly the same way and, <laughs> and it's um I, I get that but I think just just the way it it's um it, well see, I don't even want to really tie it into first story or anything but I guess maybe it's just the way Azarello's writing the story I I, I would love to see Riso's art every month i mean that uh, that's so, joy so i mean that that's fantastic right there but i think i think just to sit down and enjoy the story with everything and and again goes into my reading habits i don't want to slight azarello and and riso and and Mulvihill and everybody else by mm-hmm. by by just sitting and oh the new issue's out let me read it and and then i go back and i read avengers or x-force or something else it's like no, I, I want you. to I so so it's it's probably something i'm going to enjoy once yeah. once it's done just just to give it the respect it or, or it's due but um yeah i for, for people I, out there no go ahead go ahead no i just gonna say i mean i, I didn't I, I i didn't know what to expect because i i didn't read any previews i didn't all i know is that oh azarellas and riso's new new stories in spaceman and, and that's what i was looking forward to and um it's if if you like the characters because of what they did on 100 bullets or broken city or night night of vengeance or anything like that johnny double okay so i mean it's <laughs> these are those these are those creators but it's it's nothing they've they've done before mm-hmm. and yeah. and i like that i really do like that yeah well, i mean the, cool, the, right? the 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 basic setup of of spaceman is that it is a it, it's set in a a future reality that uh, the main character is a former NASA astronaut, but not uh, not an astronaut in the uh, the conventional sense. It was uh, um, he he and his uh, his brothers were genetically engineered to um, uh, to man a mission to Mars, and they basically appear to be uh, human primate hybrids. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, that's that's good. And yeah, I mean, there there's a lot of that's it basically is is what they are is, is um, there's you know ape human human you know genetic hybrids, um, and this was years ago, and so now at least Orson, who's the the main character, is back on Earth, and it's it appears to be a very dystopian type uh, 
reality that he's living in and uh, yeah he's just kind of trying to make his way through through life and uh, uh, gets kind of involved and I think this is more on the second issue but gets involved in uh, uh, in a kidnapping of a uh, celebrity's daughter and so it's uh, so I mean there's weird sci-fi elements to it and 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 that kind of you know interesting twist on it but the story kind of at its at its core is just a hard-boiled crime story so very hundred bullets esque so yeah i'm digging it i'm liking it that's chris cool. is trying to make it right with azarello <laughs> well, oh yeah, I like yeah, gonna listen. joke that if you ever wanted to hear Vince get quiet uh, on our show, we bring up Azarello. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I I, I read would, it. Uh, no, I read it. Um, really? yeah, I was I was much more enthusiastic about the visuals than I was the story. It I, I wasn't excited by. This was by awesome. Mm, yeah he is but yes, this one, he is. The, the story uh yeah okay i think you've fulfilled the quota he'll be talking to you now but right. no I, I i did like the the art but the story just uh, i i had uh really no i have no opinion either way it was it was okay it's not your guy that's fine okay there's no, the guy that, there, there yeah, yeah jason asked the it. question at the beginning i think we found it i don't think so i don't yeah I, what I I will read it when it's collected in trade, and I probably will enjoy it. But the uh, the first two issues didn't really do all that much for me. It does okay. seem, though, to Chris's point that for the majority of his work, you're not a huge Ezrello fan. You're but, right. And right. I think it's it's also because of the genre that he works in, which you exactly. I don't. He, he was. I, I'm not his, calling his uh, talent as a writer into question because he is a very good writer. I just and Vince uh, did like Night of Vengeance. He did, did like sure the did tie-in. So I did right. And he was smart enough to avoid first wave. So moving on. Yeah, yeah. Even though it had Doc Savage in it, I love Doc Savage. Yeah. Um, Yeah, Can can we keep the uh, topic kind of sort of instigated by Mr. Dean Stell? I didn't get to talk about the losers. You did not last last week. And so for those that may not have, uh, for those first-time listeners, Vince received the losers uh, omnibus. Right. From Mr. Stell. And uh, 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 Chris, I know you own it. Did you read it? Oh, good. Let's do the set. Let me. I, no, I say, oh, good. I mean that I'll have somebody else to talk to it with because I don't I, think I, re- I read some of it. Uh, all right, I don't think Jason and 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 David Aaron, me, I read not. this. No, right. sir. Here's, I have, I here's the know. setup. It's a World War Two yes. uh, story. Uh, originally, took place in the pages of Our Fighting Forces. These are characters created by uh, Bob Kaniger. And uh, they eventually leaped or leapt to the forefront of the title. They were, they appeared in individual stories here and there. And then uh, I guess Bob says, hey, you know what? This would be really cool if we grouped all these characters together. And they became the losers. They're the guys, these special forces that are sent in where angels fear to tread. They get all the shit missions. The, uh, like the, the frontier. The clandestine missions, the, uh, the, yes. uh, no hope suicide things that, that, um, they don't want to send, you know, huge forces in to get this stuff done. So they send the losers in and the losers are comprised of four members, each from a branch of the armed forces. You have Sarge, who's from the army. Gunner is a marine. Captain Johnny Cloud. And whenever I hear that name, I automatically think Johnny Firecloud. 
from the uh, Bill Castleman's movie. Have you ever seen Johnny Firecloud? Johnny Cloud makes me think of Johnny Firecloud. That's neither here nor there. So you have Captain Johnny Cloud. Here's, he's from the Air Force, and he usually is the de facto commander of, of the forces. And then you have Storm, who's from the Navy. So you have all the branches of the armed forces represented. I think you forgot the dog. What about the there's Coast Guard no, and the Merchant Marine, there's, dude? There's no dog. There's no dog. I mean, there's no dog. There's no dog in Kirby's the version. There's no dog. No, well, um, uh, Storm wears uh, a, a seaman's hat with the anchor on it and everything. So that's that's uh, that's Navy. In Navy, right? Yeah. No Coast Guard. No, no Coast Guard. You not said World War II, dude. Not in World War II. I did say World War II. Yeah. So, so these these are the dudes that they send in to do the dirty work. Technically, the Marines were part of the Navy. Well, got to mix it up. And uh, Jack makes he only worked on a handful of issues, one fifty one to one sixty two. Jack makes the stories as much about the people that the losers come into contact with. Break up! Get out of here! (laughs) Wait, that Uh, gonna predict that? Go. God, you're so dejected. <laughs> Jason, what have you been reading? Okay, uh, Vince will jump back onto the losers, I promise. Uh, yeah. So I read a book, and I'm going to say that I'm confident that none of you have read it, nor, I bet, have you heard of it. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. How's that for a throwdown challenge? That is, that is quite bold, my friend. I read a book. A, it's got a one-word title. That title is Feynman. It is by uh, First Second. Oh, uh, I haven't. It is a graphic novel uh, biography uh, of the, uh, well, I guess in his circle, very famous Nobel Prize winning physicist Richard Feynman. Uh, it's uh, it's written uh, by, his last name is Ottaviani, I think it's, uh, I don't want to get his name wrong, let's see here. Jim Ottaviani, art by Leland Myrick. Uh, and it is uh it is as you would expect it's a biographical uh graphic novel of the uh life and times of richard Feynman um who um again he's 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 i i guess you could say he's a theoretical physicist i guess would be the best term but he's but that that's selling him short um he he really is one of the more fascinating and certainly one of the more accomplished uh scientists of the twentieth century um and i've always been fascinated by uh the sort of off the charts geniuses and Feynman is a really interesting cat. Like he, um, he's actually born in the, in, uh, in New York city, but he, um, he, he didn't have a high IQ. Um, at least relative to like, you know, a lot of the super geniuses have just off the charts IQs, you know, in in the one fifties, one sixties or even higher. Um, Feynman had like a one twenty, one twenty five IQ, which is, which is good, but not, you know, not considered genius level. And yet he clearly was like one of the most unbelievable minds of his life. He died in the 80s. But um, but this book is, um, I don't even remember how I came across it. I think I was like shopping for other people's gifts on Amazon. And you know how they always recommend stuff. And I came across like, oh, other people bought this book. And I was like, what is this? Because, you know, it's, it's unusual that even we may not read everything, but we I think collectively have heard of almost every about a lot. book yeah. that comes out, and I hadn't really heard heard about this book at all. Um, I don't even remember. I presume it was solicited in previews at some point, but I don't recall seeing it. Um, but it's a it's a hardcover. It's uh it's digest size. It's about two hundred and forty pages, um, uh, and it uh, it it is 
what it is. It's just Rich, it's Richard Feynman's life, and the dude is is really fascinating. In addition to being a Nobel Prize winning physicist, he uh, was one of the scientists that worked on the Manhattan Project, um, mm. and it chronicles his life from really being a boy. Uh, who just had an interest in science and a pretty cool dad who always taught him to question uh, the conventional wisdom uh, all the way through his undergraduate time uh, at MIT, uh, you know, his, his graduate work at Princeton, his time at the Manhattan Project. Um, after that, he goes to Caltech. But the guy just has a really fascinating life, and I think that after the Manhattan Project, um, you know, a lot of these scientists, obviously, with what 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 came from it, uh, and, and although it certainly at the time ending the World War was a, a noble cause, obviously the the devastation of of the and the power of the bomb really affected a lot of the the scientists in a lot of different ways. Um, and in Feynman's case, he actually handled it probably. If, I guess if there's a good way to handle it, he handled it probably better than most. In that, um, he had a period of time where he was really nihilistic. Because he saw the destruction and he thought there's no point for science to have any like, – we shouldn't even bother practicing science at this point because there will be nuclear war and, and everything will be destroyed. But he got over it by deciding that science is really fun. And so he was this <laughs> off-the-charts, just you know, rare like Einstein-level physicist who just started having fun with physics. Like rather than work on some massive new equation, he decided to start figuring out an equation that explained why a plate that he spun in the air – seemed to move it two to three times as fast as the image that was inside the plate. Um, and he just started having fun with it and teaching classes. He's the guy that came up with, like, the Mentos in the, in the soda. In the soda bottle in the, in the Diet Coke. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, uh, I'm joking. Yeah. Uh, well, I, but no, but he was a really cool dude, and he was, uh, he was married three times. Um, he would take long trips to Brazil. He was an unbelievably accomplished, uh, like samba guy, samba guy. He played the drums. He was a, a, a pretty renowned artist under a pseudonym. Um, it basically just one of those guys that was, had an unbelievable capacity for learning. And he just looked at everything that he came across as a puzzle that he wanted to solve. Um, and he just would, whatever struck his fancy, he would master, you know, he's one of those, you know, again, it's that we, we read or see movies or things about these people, but he really, you know, there are people like him really existed. I mean, he would be the kind of genius that would fit perfectly in Hickman's shield. Like he'd be like a perfect modern incarnation of that kind of guy, you know, who just is just a man who's able to accomplish almost anything he sets his mind to. Um, uh, and, uh, it chronicles his whole life up until his, his death in, in 1988, um, he died of cancer, but um, the book is told in a first-person perspective. It uh, it starts off with him giving a lecture, and basically the narration is him lecturing about his life. So it's very straightforward in that regard. Um, you know, this isn't very, um, you know, this isn't the kind of book that takes a lot of chances with the visuals. Um, you know, it's it's I I think that uh, Myrick's work is is great for this. I mean, it's it's not dissimilar to the kind of slice of life comic work that you may be familiar with from other people um you know not dissimilar to like something you might see from like an adrian tomanet or something like that um it is full color uh it's mostly you know like four to six panel grid stuff um he does have some fun with the uh when he gets into Feynman's mind because Feynman used to the thing i guess that makes Feynman well lots of reasons are he's famous but one of the things he was known for was visualizing physics um, in fact, the Nobel Prize he shared with two other scientists, basically they were all working on the same uh, concept of quantum mechanics at the, you know, from different angles. And he basically was able to take this Japanese scientist's ideas 
and this uh, German scientist ideas that he was working with here in the U.S. Uh, and find a way to visualize it. And um, so he's just a very visual guy, and he used to be able to also, he's really known for being able to take these unbelievably intense esoteric scientific concepts and explain them to the layman, the average person. And like he was really big on, he had this, he, he taught at Caltech for much of his post, like after he got done with the Manhattan Project, he, he taught at Caltech for the most of his life. And he was really big on the notion that any part of science that can't be explained to a freshman in a science class at university, that, that we don't know enough about the science yet. And so his goal is always like we have to know enough about it that we can explain it to a freshman scientist, science student for them to get it. Um, so just a really – it's just a great – again, it's a guy that I'm interested in anyway. So maybe that's why I, I jumped on this. But I found it a quick, fascinating read. Um, again, it's very straightforward. So if you're a fan of biopic stuff or, 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 or slice of life stuff, this is right up your alley. But he had it, – it definitely has heart. I mean this was a guy that was as much – uh, known for his quirky viewpoints and his per- pursuit of love. He was, ma- like I said, married three times, slept with a lot of other women. Um, and it gets into all that, but not like a, a romanticized way. It's sort of just matter of fact, like, because it's told in the first person, this is who I am, this is how I live my life. Um, and there's a, just an exhaustive uh, 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 bibliography in the back. And the cool thing about it is that Feynman, because he was a lecturer, he was an author. Um, the first person isn't like it's not like the it's not like Ottaviani was projecting how Feynman would have described his life. Feynman wrote a number of novels or a number of of books about his own life and the different phases of it. So Ottaviani took heavily from that in interviews with his colleagues and his kids. And so it's it's the first person I think is very much it comes across at least from what I understand is very true to the way Feynman described his own experiences. So I just I enjoy the hell of it. I read it in one sitting. Um, and I highly recommend it to anyone that's a fan of, of bio comics. Uh, it's it's one of the best I've read in years. So again, it's my first second. Um, it's let's see what the cover price is. Sorry, uh, it is. I think it's twenty nine ninety nine. Yeah, twenty nine ninety nine cover price. Um, and just terrific. So highly recommend it. Highly, highly cool. Whenever uh, if you're if you're interested, whenever you come to Chicago in April, I can uh, I can take you to uh, to the monument on uh, the University of Chicago campus for the oh, cool. Manhattan Project. There's cool. a yeah, there's a sculpture there kind of above the uh above where it all happened. Nice, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Do you guys have everything in Chicago, don't you? We have We're a lot host. here. Yeah. We have a lot here. That's yeah. uh as as Mayor Daly said, uh, whenever Boeing was gonna was picking between Denver and Chicago, he says, Yeah, Denver's Denver's nice. They have mountains. <laughs> we have everything else, but they have mountains. Nice. Well, I got some Kirby. I want to finish this shit All right, be- be- before the the cruel mistress that is the headset shits on me again. Pull it up. Ah, where was I? Um, well, like Bob Kaniger and Joe Kubert and Sam Glansman, Kirby didn't only write and draw these stories set in World War II. He kind of lived it. He was in the Army in World War II, overseas, in Europe, and uh, I think he was a private first class. And when he uh, first was enlisted and went through basic training and sent on his way to wherever he went, they the name Simon and Kirby actually had some cash back then they knew who he was so they're like oh you're that guy that draws right and jack was like yeah so he thought he would have to 
draw portraits of people to send back to their girls or do favors for officers in a graphic sense. It turned out the favor he had to do was they made him a scout, which in the army is not the position you want because you essentially what he had First to one do. First get shot. Right. He had to penetrate enemy lines, go into areas of the battle that were still up for grabs or riddled with the enemy he had to go into these areas and draw what he saw and bring it back to his commanding officer that was probably not a very good detail to to draw so so jack was was in the thick of things and there's a bunch of stories a lot of them on the on the tomorrow site uh attached to the kirby collector jack was in a position where they were boxed in and heavily uh outgunned and he could actually feel the bullets whizzing past his head imagine if one of those bullets connected, what we would not have today. You know, I always, I always think of, uh, of that in the reverse terms. I think about how many people we did lose that yeah. would have changed history. It's, and it's, it's just true. Like, yeah. It's true. But when it, yeah, but when how it's, many, how many, Kirby, how many Kirby's were shot, you know? But if it's what, see, that's a what if situation where your what if in your sense is the unknown, whereas in the Kirby sense, we know what we would have lost now. So yeah, it's, it's the same thing, only different. But, uh, and Jack was eventually, uh, honorably discharged because he got frostbite while in the field. His, his feet, his, the bot from like the, the, the calf down, his legs actually turned black and they thought he was going to lose his, his legs. But uh, luckily he didn't, and he was honorably discharged, and, and, and the rest is history. But So all of Jack's personal experience in World War II is he infused these stories with those experiences. And like I said, it's not only about the losers. Uh, it's about the people with which they come into contact in the war. You have, and this is the most despicable, disgusting uh Example of such, you got a Russian dude named Ivan. The the losers are sent to Russia, and they uh, are masquerading as German officers because during the war, a lot of Russian soldiers defected to the German side. And this Ivan character, this pig, would uh, defected and worked for the Germans, and he was a uh, heavy machine gunner. And his job was to assassinate his own people. Nice guy, this Ivan. Uh, and there's a double-page spread of a semicircle of Russians. You have an elderly gentleman who uh, all, you know, the, the big Russian beard and the, and the hat, and he's leaning on a cane. You have an elderly woman burying her face into the chest of her son. You have younger kids screaming at the, the officers, you know, you guys are beasts. And... The foreground, the uh, heavy machine gun fire is ripping them to shreds. And and this is by far the most brutal I've ever seen Jack. There's a, a body laying on the ground, and he actually drew three exit wounds on his back. I don't think I've ever encountered Jack drawing an exit wound. Hmm. Ever. Have, do you, I mean, does anything come to mind? Because, you like in Captain America, whenever the Germans had guns, they would shoot uh, you know, soldiers, and you'd see them fall, but you never saw what those guns actually do. There's holes in this dude's body. 
and and we know if you have a heavy caliber machine gun, there wouldn't be holes. There would be chunks of body missing, like heads and arms. And so, I mean, for the most part, it it is it does subscribe to the you know the 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 World War Two movies of the fifties and sixties where your characters would fall and they'd be shot, but very rarely would you see blood and chunks of body missing this on the other hand shows that yeah these are projectiles flying through human bodies and killing them and there's a woman dead there's a uh, a studious gentleman with glasses and his glasses are all bent and wrapped around his face it, it's a really disturbing and brutal scene and and well the war was disturbing and brutal but i i would never think jack would go this far because jack was a, a prude if you go uh, uh, google the galaxy green story where jack was tasked with drawing a real sexy strip featuring a uh, quartet of or i think it's yeah female space warriors and they wanted to really sex it up and draw nudity and jack wasn't comfortable with that and he wasn't really comfortable with explicit violence too but this 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 shocked me when I saw it. I've never seen Jack this this brutal. But wow. so the so, so the story goes, this Ivan guy and his mother would lure their own people under the promise uh of leading them to safety and they'd they'd herd them all into their basement and Ivan would fleece them for all their valuables. Mm-hmm. Under the uh in exchange for their freedom. I will get you out of this, we'll lead you to safety, but it's going to cost you something. Give me all your valuables. And after he had extracted from them everything he wanted, he corralled them or he led them right to the Germans. And and he would cut them down as the machine gunner. Not a very pleasant story. But thankfully it doesn't end well for Mr. Ivan. <laughs> it's awesome. The the losers uh do what they do and in in the the uh the heat of battle Ivan gets knocked unconscious and uh their first instinct uh I think it's Gunner wanted to blow a hole in his head and and Cloud says no there this guy has a fate that we are not going to be in charge of and they knock him unconscious and when the Germans come they put a, uh, the losers put a gun in his hand. When the Germans come, they see all these Nazi officers and, and, and enlisted men all dead. And here you have this Russian guy with a gun in his hand. So they parade Mr. Ivan in front of the, the uh, execution squad. It's awesome. It's a really cool ending. And, and you, Jack, Jack draws the gun and says, brap, brap, like, and Ivan is screaming. And that's all you see. In the in the panel is his face, and you can look right down his throat. And he's like, "Don't kill me! I'm one of you! I'm one of..." Blah, 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 and he's dead. Oh, it's amazing. Jack's Jack's awesome. I'll tell you. The, 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 there's a <laughs> nice. There's a another character. It's cool seeing him do war stuff. I mean, it is. You got, you got the you know the cap stuff, but that was you know it, different. I mean, this is this is Kirby doing World yeah. War Two, and that's it's it's a sight. It's but a sight. Nothing ever goes well for the losers. They they may have no, a plan a plan losers. right. They may have a plan going in, but something uh, invariably happens where that plan is shot to shit and they get out by the skin of their teeth. And that applies to the characters they meet too. You got a guy called Henry Mile a Minute Jones, uh, a black man who uh ran uh in the Brit in the Berlin Olympics and his uh toughest competitor was a German. 
So on the battlefield, Henry's doing his duty as a soldier, and who does he run into? The guy he ran in the race. And the question of which one is faster came up, and uh, it's it's a really cool uh, ending to the story that the German uh, soldier is running from the losers and Henry, and he's obviously faster, but Henry comes out on top, and I'm not going to say why, but it's very cool the way Jack does it. And uh, the, one of my favorite stories is Panama Fatty. <laughs> it, it, it's the only two-parter. Uh, Panama Fatty was an American woman, woman, a woman, living, hey, living, living in the Panama Canal area, and she ran a bar. And what she would do is she would lure, um, well, it's a bar in the middle of the jungle, so if you're an American soldier en route to anywhere in the area, you're going to stop at a bar to, to get yourself all liquored up, right? What she would do is she would lure the American soldiers there, and while they were in the bar, her thugs would take all of the guns and ammunition from the supply trucks and funnel them to the Japanese, which had a hidden base not not far away. So, yeah, and turns out that she falls in love with uh, Storm. She thinks he's hot, and he kind of bamboozles her a little bit and leads her on just to find out what the hell's going on. The uh, all the guns that she was sending to the Japanese were going to be used in a uh, effort to storm the Panama Canal and destroy it. It's nuts, and the uh, the losers kind of sort of come out on top, but not without uh, some blood being shed. It's it's a real real cool ending. That's it's the whole thing with the losers. Uh, all these characters have desires and dreams and hopes and none of them ever come out the way they think it, they're going to come out uh, yeah. hence the title of the losers aptly named yeah did yeah. you um have you have you read uh new frontier yeah okay i mean that's one of my absolute favorite parts of that book is it's, the it's, losers it's one of the, the it's, it's a book that that vince that that chris will be buried with <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to wrap it up another type of story there's a, a railgun, a gigantic German railgun. Uh, for those of you who don't know what a railgun is, it's essentially a giant cannon on a railroad track. The gun is so big, it has to be mounted on a train car. It's huge. And, and this German gun is called Big Max. And it's leveling. I mean, it's causing the Allies a, sh- a whole mess of trouble. And, and the losers are sent in to hopefully take it out but what they do is they encounter this uh guy named rodney rumpkin it is kirby so you're gonna have a little bit of goofy names in here this rodney rumpkin is a uh, a private but he is hooked on the pulps he loves science fiction and all of his buddies they they give him shit for it because uh you know it's tough being a science fiction fan in the in the 40s and through this guy they come up with the bright idea of faking a super weapon what they do is they they, they look at uh, his uh, science fiction books and they, they see what kind of contraptions are are on there and they they gussy up uh, with a bunch of junk and used you know expended uh, parts they they make this contraption called the devastator and they kind of leak out to the Germans that they have a weapon that could counter the Big Macs 
And Rodney Rumpkin is the quote pilot. He's not doing anything but sitting in the in the damn vehicle while the other ones do all the dirty work. But they have him dressed up in this sci-fi costume with like a uh, he's got a fin on his head and goggles and it's like a superhero costume. It's nuts. It, it's crazy. But and and again, it has like a a little bit of a twist at the end, and uh, the losers come out on top, but just barely. This is really good stuff. And I gotta say, I didn't read it back in the day. That was my confession last week. Yeah, it, it was it was the Kirby one you've never read the one yeah. Kirby st- thing I I never bothered reading, and I'm stupid for doing that because it's great. It's loaded with your your trademark Kirby characters. They all have an Achilles heel. Uh, they're they're fallible and very very human, but they're heroes just like the Fantastic Four, right? Which he created, Jack Kirby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. Stand. Says, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, thanks, Dean. I love the hell out of this book. I'm probably gonna read it many, many more times before I uh, take take the old dirt nap. I, I like. Wonder it if all. that's gonna fit into a possible runner for your new to me this year for lesson for eleven o'clock. Wouldn't Wouldn't that be cool? Could be. Yeah. Could be. And 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 then Jack will will uh, cap off the stories with armaments and ammunition and weapons of the war, like just single page. Uh, profiles of axis armor and they'll do oh, nice you know an italian tank and the, the the panzer tiger and uh patton's in here the the boys run into Patton, and hitler and Goering and Goebbels are in here and jack draws a a nasty ass hitler oh he's a slime you got to see it he's only oh, in in one or two panels but woof the look on his face it's it's hitler well, I was going to tell you, you know, do yourself a favor and and don't stop with the Kirby stuff. What I I have, um, most of the army showcase or the war showcases. Yeah, I love the, them. The, I love them. Yeah, it, I think it's probably still available. The Our Army at War Showcase presents. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Yeah. So well, good, you know. It's it, it's a lot of the Bob Kaniger stuff, but uh, you know some of the, some of the artists in here. I mean, you talking, you know, Gil Kane, Bing Colwyn, um, Bernie, yeah, Bernie Krigstein. Yep, Kubert. There's some. Um, oh yeah, Kubert's all over it. Um, but it's it's a it's an amazing group of artists that that worked on these characters. You know, I'm really glad that Kirby got his um, got his chance to. Uh, uh, to work on them, um, did uh, did Russ Heath do some work on on uh, Army at War? I know that he was like you know Sea Devils and that kind of stuff, but hmm. it uh, it seems like it's a it's kind of a perfect match for I would uh, say for prob- Russ Heath. probably yeah. If not at DC, in. he probably did some stuff for Carlton or Charlton. Sorry, why, Charlton. Do, I say, why, why do I say Carlton? He's the doorman. He's gonna say Charlton. Charlton. Yeah, but just to put this into perspective, this is uh, seventy four, seventy five. Jack did these. He was working on Commandy. Uh, I'm pretty sure the Demon, and um, maybe the tail end of Omac. Maybe, maybe not. But he was working on like two other books at the same time he was doing these. Mike See, Royer does the inks. Oh, for not for some of it. Oh, it's Royer inks because I'm, on some. Yeah. Dee Bruce Berry ate some of it too. There's no Coletta in here. I, I like I, I, I like I, I like Royer on Hell Kirby. yeah, best no, inker Kirby ever had. That's, is it, that's, it's Royer or you know what I heard, what Senate is it is it Senate that that a lot of people like Senate well, because on Kirby yeah. or stuff yeah I right, mean but yeah. it's you can still kind of tell it's um 
th- there are very few that actually let Kirby be Kirby. I mean, Sinnott, you, I don't, he's not heavy-handed like, say, say Palmer or, or Coletta, but it, it's... Um, but he does Sinnott, have a personality. Right. He, and, I mean, it's the same thing if, if he were to ink Perez or, or Byrne. It, you could still tell that somebody was inking the penciler, and, and I think um, Sinnott over, over Kirby. There's, you don't really get all of Kirby through. And and and, right. and that, that that's fine in some cases, but what a great um, team though. Who's the oh, other? Yeah, um, what's I was talking to Andy Parks about this way back when. Is is it is it Giacoa that? Yes, that yeah. he just yeah, loved on yeah. Kirby. Yes. Loved mm-hmm. him on Kirby. I think I can see so. that. Uh, my dude, favorite. Dude, is, I mean, Kirby was so prolific. He had a lot of goddamn anchors. Yeah, but Royer's oh, the sure. best. You know, uh, for the for the simple reason that you know, like every, <laughs> every mark that Jack make. Is is there in Royer's ink? Yeah. Royer basically, and David's going to take offense to this. I hope not. Royer basically traced Kirby, and that's well. I mean, that's. I was just going to say, dude, that 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 Royer was the Al Milgram of his day. But damn, if you want a pure, unadulterated Kirby, Royer's the way to go. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because well, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, well, there was Wally Wood, Bill Everett. I mean, there's yeah, right. Yeah. But I mean, but all of these, all, all because they are also. Pence was in their own right, and, and and all good anchors should also be because Paul Neary, great anchor on on Alan Davis on on uh, Brian Hitch, but but Paul Neary also did some great work on Captain America and and for a lot of Marvel's UK stuff, but um, but the creators you just mentioned, Jason, all have a um a distinct style, and you can still even though they may yeah, work yeah, well yeah. with Kirby, you can still see that. Oh, okay, I can tell that Wally Wood worked on this page with, with Kirby. Oh, show. So I mean, Royer is is Ditko, like a little bit right. Ditko, yes. And not that's you know, it's it's but, but that's why I when I think of of um when I look back at the Joe Casada stuff from, from X Factor that Al Milgram inked, mm. it's it's you can tell that pretty much Milgram traced Casada on those pages because then if you look at at the stuff Palmiotti inked over Casada, there's it's it's that, that that's why I, I get where where Vince is saying where where Royer is is basically Jack's anchor. I would consider and 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 Milgram's very talented in his own right, but I can see Milgram tracing over a lot of Pensler's lines also. Mm-hmm. So there you go. What else nice. we got, David? It's your turn, buddy. It's my turn. Yeah. Uh, so we're not we're we're not tag teaming because you already. Talked yeah, about we can tag team. All right. Well, we can talk about that after because I know Jason's got got some things to say about about this book. But um, <laughs> you know, it, it's it's here's something. I I read this right before right before um, we started tonight. Um, Fresh. And I, I I like this for a few different reasons, um, primarily because. One of my favorite Marvel characters is front and center uh, as far as bringing the team together. Um, there are little bullet points at the bottom of certain pages, which harken back to the old days of um, of Marvel Comics. Uh, the Defenders number one. Oh, oh, sweet with Terry Dotson though. Oh, the, the Dotsons are absolutely fabulous. Terry and Rachel Dotson on, on art. Matt Fraction is writing a... Um, and and when I say front and center, uh, Doctor Strange, Stephen Strange is pretty much the person who's bringing the team together. Although, well, the Hulk is 
in a way because it does tie into fear itself. But uh, aside from one mention that the Hulk makes at the beginning of the issue, um, wait, the Hulk's in it? The Hulk is in it for a couple pages. Yes, the Green B- Bruce, the Green Hulk. Well, no, see, he oh. he makes sure he makes sure that people call him Hulk, not Banner. He's not Bruce. He's 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 Hulk. Uh, it's it ties into um, he basically is asking for help in um, in in getting the uh, it, it ties into the, when I say it ties into fear itself is because of the the hammer that Hulk had during fear itself where he became null the world breaker um, it it he needs to stop this and uh, and if he's involved in in um, in taking down null he's not. There's no guarantee that he won't um, become that creature again and and that force again. So he um, he basically asks Doctor Strange for help, and uh, and then Strange goes and gets um, Namor and and uh, and Silver Surfer and Red She Hulk and uh, and Iron Fist, and that's basically the team. The Hulk appears. Just like basically in the early Avengers issues, the Hulk shows up and then he disappears. So, so the, the defenders are Strange, Iron Fist, Namor, Red She-Hulk, and Silver Surfer, and uh, at least in this first issue, and they have to go to Wondagore. And uh, and but I think I think Fraction does a really good job of um, of doing the uh, of, of voicing Doctor Strange. Um, I think see, I, I'm, I'm a fan of Doctor Strange as drawn by Paul Smith and even Alan Davis, but um, the Dodson's version of, of Doctor Strange is a little more, he's not as bulky as, say, Ed McGuinness would draw him, but it's, uh, he's not as um, lithe as, as, uh, as Paul Smith drew him back in the day. It's, uh, but it's still, it's still Doctor Strange. He's, he's got a, um, he's a little bit of a Lothario. Uh, we start off with, with him, uh, in bed and, and there's a, I'll say in, in, in quotes, a student at the window, um, nice saying, saying this was a mistake. Uh, hell no. N- N- Namor is, is, is kind of, um, I guess cock blocking strange a little bit when, when, uh, Dr. Strange is talking to Red She-Hulk. Um, but 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 Strange has his game and and he's doing what he does. Iron Fist is Danny Rand is is great in this issue. It's it's a nice. It, it like I said, you don't have to have read Fear itself to read this. I I know that uh, at at the end of Fear itself they had the um the, the preview pages for a few spinoff books and and the Defenders was part of that. But it's it's still a um you don't have to have read. Fear itself to read the Defenders number one. It's a good first issue. Fraction pretty much nails all of the characters. Um, he, he's got a decent handle on Namor, who we've seen him re- um, write in uh, in Uncanny X Men. Um, the Dodsons draw everybody great. Um, I have no problems. And, and when I say that the, there are the little bullet points at the bottom of the pages, you have a reference to. Um, X twenty three and Avengers Academy. Uh, there are little things. There, there are some things. There are some phrases here and there where I guess you can kind of piece them together. They, they, they might form a uh, a clue as to something that that can happen in future issues of of the Defenders. But it's it's a 
really good first issue. It's um, it's not a uh, it, it. There's a cliffhanger at the end. Uh, someone gets shot. It's it's really a. I, I didn't have I didn't have high expectations, but I, I um, based on on who was involved in creating the comic book and the characters in the book, I uh, I kind of figured it's the defenders. I don't quite sure know what to expect, but I'll probably have fun, and I did. I I, I will. Um, I recommend it. I, I I will be sticking with the defenders for uh, for at least as long as this creative team is on it, and hopefully in four or five months I won't have to worry about a filling issue. But it's 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 a Rick really land taking good, over. Oh, stop, stop! No, he's 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 working on Avenging Spider Man. Believe me, oh, no. and, and X Men. But, uh, but yeah, no, <laughs> but, but no, I think I think this was fun. I mean, I I enjoy seeing my, my stranger and this was the other thing where you know you know hulk really has um he considering he's going to one person who was involved in sending him off planet this is um this is pretty big doings if he has to go to dr strange for help yeah so you know it, it's it's there are things in here where if if you've been reading any of these characters for a long period of time, it's not um it's not insulting your intelligence. You're not like hey, well why why, why would Hulk go to him if if he's supposed to be so mad at him and and you know it doesn't it 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 really is just a I guess I could say fun, but it's it's a really good first issue and and uh, and like I said it's it's definitely something I'd, I'd recommend. So really good art, really good writing. I think Iron Fist has really done well in the issue. Um, She-Hulk, there's not a lot. Um, I don't want to say there's not a lot of personality to her, but I mean, she's, um, they find her in Spain and, and she's running with the bulls and um, she seems to have a little bit of a chip on her shoulder and she's, she, she's trying to get a drink on. So, so she can, I guess, you know, just kind of wallow in some pity, but it, it's, I think it's it's a good first issue to, to to set up a team and and see where it goes from here. So I I would recommend giving it a shot. Cool. Yeah, I I, I have it here. I haven't read it yet, but I it uh, I I'm glad to hear you like it because I you know it's one of those things where the creative team should make it a no brainer. Yep. But you know there've been defenders sort of fits yeah. and stuff before, so <laughs> you never know. But I'm glad to hear you say it. Cause and that's the other thing because it's it's surfer. I haven't. Um, I didn't read Requiem or, or whatever JMS wrote that that uh <laughs> what was it Ribic that that painted that that mini series where I guess Silver Surfer was dying or something like that. I know Spider yeah. was involved in it, but it was a Marvel Knights mini series. Um I haven't read much Surfer in in the past couple of years. I mean, mm-hmm. I think I, I really think Planet Hulk was the last time I read anything that had to do with Silver Surfer. And then right. so um th- there were some things where I wasn't quite sure what was going on with Silver Surfer, but it's um but I, I wasn't I didn't have to run the Wikipedia. I didn't have to I didn't scratch my head going, well what's going on here? It just it it works in the story that's going on here. There weren't a lot of um I basically I guess what I'm saying is I, I have faith in infraction. I have faith in the creators involved that I'm not going to feel like I'm missing something. That that, that I'm not feeling yeah. left behind or anything. So I mean it's 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 uh and it's, it's the Defenders, so I mean, there are just some wacky things that are going to happen, and and they happen in this issue. All right, there you go. Let's get crazy. Let's get crazy. Let's get crazy. What are we getting crazy about? 
David and I, and, and the other the other two blokes. Well, right, oh, here we go. No, so, so, come on. We got to get crazy. We do. To, to tie into last week, because like it was probably briefly mentioned last week, because I really don't remember it. When, when I said to Vince that I have yet to read The Dark Knight Strikes again, and before <laughs> I read that, I want to go back and read The Dark Knight Returns. Well, I finally finished the Dark Knight Strikes again. I finished it Monday. So, 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 so since when we when we last left off last week, well, we were all talked about Dark Knight Returns and how um how some of us have that crazy notion that it's the definitive Batman story. It, it's oh we God. we've gone we we've now gone Fu. past that and 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 we are now three years later yes to the back matter three years later and we now have the Dark Knight Strikes again. Right. Let me let me set it up. It's not a pretty picture. Uh, Bruce, literally, literally, uh, Bruce has gone underground as he, uh, he, uh, started in the Dark Knight Returns. He, he fled the scene, went all clandestine and underground, and he's training his army of bat boys, as Carrie calls them. Uh, in, in the meantime, the country has gone straight into the shitter. The president, and I'll put that in quotes, has declared martial law. There, there are curfews imposed on the people. The society is being fed, uh, entertainment to placate them. Glittery, shiny, uh, sex-filled entertainment to take their minds off of the, the real issues. Uh, the, the police force is overstepping their bounds. In other words, it's just like the world outside your window right now. And, uh, and Bruce wants to come back and make things right. And unfortunately, the president doesn't exist. He's a hologram. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the real, uh, power behind the, uh, the office is none other than Lex Luthor and Brainiac. Yeah. And, uh, So spoilers for those of you who haven't read The Dark Knight Strikes again. Right. Um, it's, uh, David will probably disagree with me, but, oh. but it, it is a Batman story. Masquerading as a Justice League tale. Mm-hmm. No, no, but I, right, well, and, and here, well, here. Will I be the only one who disagrees with you? Probably not. Probably not. Okay. Bru- Bruce right. is still at, at the center of, of all the events, uh, that revolve in, in this series. But I gotta say, what I think Dark Knight, uh, strikes again is, I, I believe it's a work of utter contempt on the part of Frank Miller. It, contempt for, the style of superhero comics that has taken away uh what i i'm assuming he believes as uh the traditional way of doing comics it's, it's no. Con- no it's contempt for the no. people who no, no it this no. chris no. please you're stop talk- repeat you're, stop no, you're, you're, let you're, me speak talk- and then you can speak <laughs> it, it's it's did he go he's leaving he's leaving i'm out i'm out See, that is so not fair. <laughs> I can't believe the Dark Knight. Frank Miller is what splits up eleven o'clock comics. No, it's th- this is a work of contempt. He Miller never drew like this previously or after. Okay, L- Lynn Varley. Yes, it's not. It's not like this, dude. I mean, it's not my cuppa, but but it's not like this. Uh, Lynn Varley, who is an exquisite colorist. Really? Push pushes the bounds of bad taste in this book. In this book, she really pushes the boundaries of bad taste. It is an affront to the eyes in some panels. 
uh so the computer coloring is just garish oversaturated colors it's it uh, there's a lot of pages that are a real mess um uh, and, and i i think it's an it's he has contempt for the people who consume this stuff uh, from from the point where he did dark knight returns to this point miller became a celebrity right it, at least right. within the comic circles and and i think somewhere along the line he went nutty and and he just has this just contempt is the only word i can think of for the people and who buy this stuff why else let me let me say you're right on that. like let, let's say for the sake of discussion that you're right about that because you're not alone in that like i like i think critical critiques of of um of dark knight strikes again have have made that claim as well mm -hmm. that it's basically like a like it's a, a big, a big it's a big fu to, yeah exactly okay. but but if if that's correct i think that makes it no more uh or i guess less but in my case no more of something worth praising or or saying well done i mean i i, I don't he he's He's creating a book that was for sale in a commercial market to fans that made him famous. Right. So to write it, even if you if you're writing it, if the choice is it's either a really bad book or it's a book that he made intentionally bad to say fuck you, neither is redeeming. Like to me, both are in a, a a critical and artistic and commercial failure. Like I think, and I and I think ultimately make Frank Miller a douchebag. <laughs> well, so. I, I think there are a lot of people that, that would agree with you, but <laughs> I, I think it's, I, I love, I really love this book. I love this series. Really? I, I do. I really I, do. Now, now, hold on. Did you love it when it was coming out or you yeah. like it? In wow. I, I, I enjoyed it back then. I like it even more now. So you love the first two issues and you love the third? I love it all. Yeah, I think it's great, but I like it more as the train wreck artistic statement not it, it 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 i i think it works in in two respects See, was, it works as a batman story for me it works as a batman story okay. but it's it's more appealing to me as miller's artistic statement on comics and the way they're made and his rea and and the way he's changed over the years it's more appealing to me it's more enticing that is the thing i like about this it, Man, the, I, the, I just, I'm flipping through I, the art again, and I'm just baffled. Yeah, no, see, I'm I mean, I, I'm, as I'm as I'm flipping through the art, as I'm flipping through the pages, I I get where Batman is Batman. Bruce looks like Bruce, and 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 Carrie looks like the kitten, and and Ray Palmer looks the same, and and Superman looks the same, and everybody, and and that's all fine. And then you get to the then you get to the talking heads or the editorials, and they all look like caricatures and, and look awesome. like editorial cartoons, and that's fine because that's they're just these little heads where it's like, well, I thought he was going to save us, and, and and all this other nonsense. And but this is the one time where I know, and I love, I love how we can all. I mean, it doesn't matter what we've read. When, when, you know, whenever someone comes up and says, like, okay, like last week when I mentioned the Watchmen prequels, where everybody will always say, well, it doesn't ruin the, the, the original, and it doesn't mean that the, that, that the original absolute that I'm looking at right now on the top of my shelf, that doesn't go away if they decide to do a prequel 
to the Watchmen. And that's absolutely right. But I can honestly tell you that after reading The Dark Knight Strikes Again, that it did, in some degree, ruin Dark Knight Returns for me. But that's yeah, impossible. Batman that's, Year no, 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 because, be, Batman because, year the, uh, because Batman the Dark Knight Returns was absolutely, was, was a fantastic four issues and and it was it was great and 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 that was a fantastic story and i saw that as batman's the end i saw that as batman's final story was that it right there and when he has to come and even though it it was in the late 90s and and into the early 2000s when 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 frank miller comes and even though it's three years after the end of the dark knight returns when i read this this is not a book that this is not a story that you can read and just pick this up and run with where, whereas you guys were talking about, whereas you and Chris, Vince, were talking about how The Dark Knight Returns is the definitive Batman story. I cannot is. read The Dark well, I cannot read The Dark Knight Strikes Again. And it is a, it is a definitive Batman story. No, it's oh. the. Say the. Say the. Oh, oh, wow. Okay. That's a little different it's, than last. You're talk, but, you're talk, but, David, you're talking about a character that's 70 plus years old. It's like you've thousands, been thousands that's awesome. of issues. I'm, I'm proud of you. It is a, it is so, a definitive story about a character. Which is it's, exactly it, what David and I were saying. Okay. Thank you me. know what? The, the 19, B is much the, different the, than, uh-huh. than A. The nineteen yes. the nineteen sixties Batman TV show is a definitive look at the character. Hmm. I guess because I'm the it, on man out because, because it is new. No one had ever looked at the character that way before, so it defined that version of the character. Now, what Vince was saying, what I agree with him in a lot, and I'm Yay. speaking for Vince, the character that we know today as Batman defined in batman dark knight returns yeah you're okay taken from that aspect yes Mm -hmm. but like i said i definitely think dark knight returns is the not a the definitive batman and and that and that's and that and that's an opinion and i I agree i agree with that opinion dark knight straight strikes back i mean can we can we agree now through the um the hindsight 2020 that this is when frank started to lose his fucking mind oh you mean strikes again yes i i totally yeah, agree yes, with you on that yes, yeah yeah but just 9 11 or not yeah 9 yeah. 11 fucked him up bad it did and you're right yep. you see and you know a lot of people talk about the the ridiculous coloring in it well you you kind of got to look back on it it's it was Com- computer coloring was still kind of oh, in its infancy that. for yeah. a lot of people, so it's. I definitely don't buy that. No. It's kind. Of, you now it's kind of a prisoner of its time. This it, coloring's horrible, man. It's just bad. It's all yeah, yeah. It, It's nasty. That Barley tried computerized coloring, so you know you're. Dude, what about some- what about Iron Man Crash and Batman Digital Justice were, that were done like a decade before oh this, and God. look, and they look a hundred times better than this. Well, I think it's more the person and Shatter technology. Oh, oh, um, Shatter was done here in Chicago. Uh, <laughs> no, I just want to address something. I just want to address something David said, and, yes. and this this is the same. I'm not going to call it a mistake, but it's the same pothole into which julian lytle fell in his assessment of dark Uh-oh. knight oh, oh am that's i getting deeper than am a i get 
Am I getting crack crackly? Nope. No, that, that, was, that was that was. I'm saying, oh, because where are you going with this? That was a man. That was a man. No, the 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 trap into which David and Julian fall is they're imprinting their subjective wants and desires onto a book that has no bearing on them like david said he read dark knight strikes again and it almost and well he said it tainted the first book for him yes but it, it can't it can't possibly there are no there because there are no physical tendrils issuing from this book and and raping your your copy of dark knight strikes no, 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 no. i'm not i'm not talking okay i'm saying no, that when i, I read that when, at all thank you and i'm I, when i finished the Dark Knight Returns, and I, I I read that when it was coming out in the eighties, and it was great, and everything's cool. And then I read this, and I have to read. And when I read this, it calls on a lot of things that happened in that first book. When I thought, when I thought that the Dark Knight Returns was a finite series, and that was it, and that put a, a big old period at the end of Batman's life, yeah. I thought that was it. Then I read The Dark Knight Strikes again. That's when I say that it taints it. It's because that it didn't. It didn't mean that that was. Have you read Batman Year Two? Yes. Yes. With with with, with it's the gun pretty. and 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 oh, it is because it's because you got you got Alan Davis and you got Todd McFarlane. It's 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 a pretty series. Todd the God. Well, what was the guy's that, name? That, the the does, that cha- does it change your view of Batman Year One? No. No. Okay. Yeah, it okay. doesn't. Be- because it flows in a direction you want it to flow. This you, is can, this can, is so abrasive. You can compartmentalize stuff. You can say sh- that- you should compartmentalize stuff. Yeah. It's- well, but see again, this is where I think, and this is where I totally agree with David. You you can't dictate to someone else how they experience what they what they. No, experience. you like, you can't. But in no, respect, no, but that's what you're saying like like if someone else is in with if, them. No, you can't. If, <laughs> would you, again, would you these honestly, are visceral reactions. If you read something and it informs your opinion on something else, that's not. It's not like David's like trying to be analytical in a in a chemistry experiment, saying, "Let me go back and it's it as he's reading it and reflecting back upon it, it changes the way he perceives another thing." Okay, that's just, all right. You that's guys, you got, you guys change. You guys change my perception of stuff all the time. Exactly. By talking about it and reasoning but, with it. And, okay, and, but is reading... Well, is good is, and bad. <laughs> is, is reading Dark Knight Returns and reading Dark Knight Strikes Again one experience or two experiences? Two. Depends. It, r- right. It's two separate com- well, it depends. isolated it experiences. Yeah, you never read you, it. You, you bought tr- The Absolute Dark Knight a few years ago and you read the whole thing. It was all one experience. But if you, but oh, yeah, you but they're two stories you, done in two different time periods. If you, if you have somebody who just saw Batman Begins and The Dark Knight or they're like, hey, what are some good Dark Knight? What are some good Batman stories? Would you honestly give them the Dark Knight Strikes again with 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 no preface? Would you just well, be like, come on, come on, come on, straw man builder? This, no, but see, that doesn't have anything no. to do with the actual work itself. A new reader, who gives a shit? We're well, talking I think we're about different things here because because I, Vince, you started off the conversation by saying you actually enjoyed this, and I, and I, I love think it. That's certainly minority opinion. But, oh but, yeah, I agree. But that is I also agree. a different discussion whether or not this should or or right. does impact your so enjoyment I, of the cause, original. Because there are, there are there are aspects of 
of the Dark Knight Strikes Again that I like. I, I like the Adam scenes. I like, hey, look, it's Greenland, yeah, and it's Hal. I don't understand why Hal is wearing the demoted <laughs> rookie. It's a godlike Hal, no less. But I know, but he's yeah, but, the when, goddamn when, Green Lantern. That's why. But when Hal starts off, he's like this this uh, Von Bode lizard type yeah, thing. I know, yeah, Von Bode. That's exactly what I thought of. But it, <laughs> And I don't understand why he's wearing his old rookie uniform, but whatever. Yeah, his so, his I mean, wife needs have, a bra, and we, definitely. And have, yeah, and we have, and we have the question. Question and we have John John. I actually think this was the precursor to the uh, to the superhero squad uh, <laughs> model. <laughs> it's like they use the same model. It's like they use the style sheets from this book. <laughs> but I, I I love David probably more than than most people walk in the planet. But I, I and 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 I, I don't like to say things that will not sit well with him. But David holds his superhero comics, the ones he loves very close to his heart and so it doesn't surprise me that he thinks frank is shitting on the first story with this because frank is shitting on the first story no no no. i didn't i'm i'm okay i am trying to look at them as two different books but because the second story relies on what you know from the first that really not really what do you mean? Of course, I, there is. Of, yes, there is continuity. I, oh yeah, but that's, that's you, you mean I'm to saying. tell me that you? All right, if you're talking continuity, you can't read this Batman, uh, the Dark Knight Strikes Again. You can't. You don't. Even, you being a Batman fan is not a prerequisite for this book. You got to be a DC fan. There are characters in here that people not steeped right. in DC continuity would have no man. idea. Oh, yeah. Plastic Man? I love Plastic Man in this book. Jimmy Olsen and, and yeah. all right, he, the book opens with an homage to Sword of the Atom. Who the hell is going to pick up on that? Who just starts, you know, who sure. started reading comics? It's, it's like there's this crazy scruffy guy killing a, a, a sea monster with a tooth. What the hell does this mean? Right? And, and, and that, I just think that plays into what I'm saying. Frank, this is just a screw you. I'm going to do well, whatever I damn well want enjoy, and cash the check. Remember, do you remember enjoying this book immensely as it was coming out or have you reread it and come to enjoy it more? No, I, I loved it when it was coming okay. out because, because you know me, I, I love, I could see I love you enjoying it now because it is a fuck you. Like, because of where you are it right is. now. Yeah. And I, I liked it as as the fu back then too. And mm-hmm. uh, I mean, Frank is treading on really shaky ground with this thing. There are a lot of erotic moments with Carrie, and she's only sixteen. Yeah, that's yeah. I mean, she You're puts right. a naked she right. puts a naked man into her mouth. He goes out of her way to to cram her ass right into your face in many panels. There's a uh, lot of going on with Lara. I was oh, going to yeah. say, there's pretty cre- creepy stuff going on between Lara and, and her. And dad. Yeah. 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 And and the the part where Wally uh, is running with Carrie, that's that's almost obscene. I mean, he's no, got his hands. Well, Wally. No, that's Barry. I'm I'm sorry, Barry. Yeah. yeah. I, just, I, I just wanted it to be Wally. Um, <laughs> but, but, Wally. No, I mean, he she's taken you out. Went, when you she's, wanted someone with a personality. When she's... <laughs> When wow. she's disciplining one of the bat boys, I mean, it's all crotch shots, and and it's shameless. And it's all and ass you, shots. And yeah. you gotta wonder, Frank, where's your head, dude? What is going on here? Yes, yeah, this is where I get back to, and I know we talk about like separating the artist from the work, <laughs> which is totally fine. But when the artist, even if you're gonna give him credit, like you just did, is basically sat like. The best thing you could say about this book is like, oh, Frank was fucking with everybody. That's that's insulting. Like that's, that's yeah, yeah, that's you're not. Then you can't separate the man from the well, work. Well, that's the man it's is what it's. 
it's what he's been doing for a decade now. I agree. Right, but this was like yeah. the first time. I mean, this was this was him doing it though. Like this was this was him snubbing his nose and saying "f all y'all." And I, I just think that like, I mean, I remember reading like when this came out. Like I remember just literally and admittedly my appreciation for differing art styles has grown exponentially since this came out but i mean you know you're cute this is, do it, do it this is when, when we started this <laughs> it out, is he, he poo-pooed on on all red when we started doing this yeah that's yeah. what i'm saying, I'm saying so, no, so, it is is like i, I could have seen maybe like going back to this and be like oh but but i went back to this and was like oh really like, and if, if you notice he starts off with this new uh ratty line style uh very sloppy scattershot in your face i'm just going to throw some black on the page but if you notice towards the end of the third book he kind of lapses back into the le- the electra lives again style with but the see, multi- it's, it's just he, it's it's inconsistent it's all over the and place that's, and right you're right and and that's and it's funny how you you know how how i of of the four of us, you know, hold hold my superheroes, my capes and caps, near and dear to my heart. But if you, but that's only that, because you but care. No, but it's, but but that's where Frank is most consistent. Batman looks the same throughout the book. Superman looks the same throughout the book. I mean, even Captain Marvel when 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 he's under the building, and and Wonder Woman, the capes and cows pretty much look the same throughout the three issues it's just everybody else the normal people and, and even the super chicks look the same but everybody else well see and that's okay see <laughs> if we're gonna if we're gonna no but if we're gonna get to that that i i'm, I'm gonna have to reread it because that just i mean yeah and uh, this is what i was talking about last week where <laughs> i'm sorry it's where, where you know no, how okay. some things how some things don't need to be drawn out dick grayson explains everything in like a panel they <laughs> The, the 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 scientists worked on me and I can't die and the geneticist and that's cool okay fine that makes sense whereas if John Byrne wrote that it would take up half a fucking issue but here half Frank Miller's like well, stays out a six issue miniseries well that that's today but I mean I'm talking about like John Byrne back when yeah. he was doing Fantastic Four but if but Frank Miller boom in one panel you get everything you need to know that's it that's it and, right it, here it, it doesn't make any but sense it's like, but it's why like, that nowhere where it's like where, where it's like why were the scientists Joker. working on dick like what were they trying exactly. to do you know, it, 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 it makes it makes absolutely no sense no, in terms no. of the story uh my biggest mad? why is he killing superheroes right. 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 my biggest exactly. my biggest beef with with mysteries is i expect the writer of the mystery to at least give me a shred a little tiny clue to formulate a hypothesis of what's going on here right i I need something just just give me something there is absolutely no friggin clue that dick grayson would be this this person and and this is and this is exactly where 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 when as soon as jason mentioned dick this is why i was talking about when i say how it it in quotes ruined the first book or or how it tainted the first book for me is because in the first book he's talking about he's talking about Dick fondly and and how he remembers him and 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 being Robin and everything and here we have Dick Grayson spoilers who who's kind of the big bad and and that's the thing we don't even we don't even see Dick Grayson until the last book and then we get a flashback with Carrie talking about how how oh I I I threw an arrow through him and, and, and all the incendiary and all this other stuff. And I killed this Joker. And now here, and it's like all of a sudden, Frank Miller watched the, uh, the return of the Joker from Batman Beyond. And it's like, oh, I'll use yeah. Dick Grayson as a bad guy. Yeah, but is that, dude, is that, that, that how that, that ended? That's like, that's like having dinner yeah. at a, like a, a three Michelin star restaurant. 
than going to McDonald's afterwards and getting sick and, oh, so bl- mean, and blaming it on the nice restaurant. Yeah. No, well, I look, I, but my point is that I, I understand what you guys are saying and that academically this piece of crap shouldn't make <laughs> DKR any less of an achievement. And I, that's actually where I sit. Like I, I, as I said last week, I mean, I was giving you guys grief about it being the definitive. I don't think it is, but I, I think DKR is one of the top two or three best Batman stories absolutely. of all time. And and that's, like you said, of well, seven, I mean, you're talking about thousands of issues. So, that, that, so I'm not, I, I don't it was fun this week messing with you about it, but I do think your one's better, but, but again, this was, so I think DKR, like, is it, man. It stands, it's, it's, it's a stand, it's a top tier. If you're a Batman fan, you need to read it. Right, right. But, 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 guys, guys, whenever the greatest graphic novels of all time discussion comes up, it's one or two. It's Watchmen or DKR. It's one, it's one of, it's one of the, it's one of the two best comics ever written. No, I think you're one popular opinion-wise, yeah. But two of those polls, but yeah, again, but the point is, is it, it's one of the top. That's what I'm saying. So, but so I'm with you. Like, I don't, I don't think this pile of crap actually doesn't make me think less of DKR. So I'm not with David. Like, I don't personally use okay, it. Like, all right. But what I'm saying though is that I don't think you can criticize David feeling that way because that's just how he feels. It's like, and 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 I was still, and we were, and it's funny because because after we talked about it on the show last week, and and as we're driving to work, I'm, and and Renee has never read The Dark Knight Returns, so I'm going to you know pull the leather bound book off the off the shelf, and she is going to read The Dark Knight Returns. I don't know if I want her to read Dark Knight Strikes again. If she wants no, to, fine. Not. But if if but I mean, and when I say that, I can I can still read The Dark Knight Returns, and I can I can block DK two. Out of my mind, I, I I'll be able to do that. I'll be able to go back and think that it ends here with the heartbeat underground <laughs> in the cave with all the kids. But that is it, the it ending. Does, it's easy it, to do that because you know what? It's a different story. I, no, well, it, it's it's it's. Hey, you know what? Wait, 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 you can you can telling. you can watch the Star Wars trilogy. The yes, the, the four, five, and six. And never have that's to think good. about that's one, good. two, and three. You're right, and and see, and that's another thing that 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 Jason and I were discussing during um, at, at at New York in October, where I asked him if if when the boys watch, are they going to watch four, five, and six, and then one, two, and three, or are they going to watch one through six? Because if you do that, then in episode five, there's no big reveal because you're all like, well, yeah, Luke, we know that. He's your father. Right. So it's, you know, are, are you going to watch it the way Lucas originally did it? And, and you're right. I can, I can go back and I can read the, those four issues and I can be happy and content and pretend that nothing ever happened afterwards. But that doesn't erase the fact that after reading Strikes Again, that it, it did, it, it absolutely did taint a little bit taint. of the first stories that, that the first story that, it, it, that Frank told. See, it's funny because. Like the Star Wars movies, which I didn't hate the 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 prequels, they have absolutely zero bearing on how I watch the original series. It's um, I can watch Raiders of the Lost Ark. Nothing that that Crystal Skull did will ever change how I feel oh, about I, the original. Yeah, movie. I like I like Crystal Skull. I mean, I generally agree with what? you. Like I was thinking, like like. Secret Wars, Secret Wars Two, right? It's like I mean, I, like like I, I'm with you. Like I, I but, oh, but right. all, all I'm saying is is that you can't like how you how you relate things to one another and your experiences. Like that's 
that's such a personal thing. Like I, like I would imagine we we're our 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 consumption of media is full of um, on for each of us for really anyone that consumes media. I think it's uh, it's it's um, it, it's full of discrepancies, right? Like there, like many, like we're 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 all hip- hypocrites when it comes to to certain things. Like certain things, we're like, oh, you should be open minded, and then there's other things like that are just sacrosanct to us, right? So mm-hmm, sure. all I'm all I'm saying is like I don't like Vince was sort of saying like, well, David, you can't. I, I'm just saying. You can't like we. I'm sure we all have certain things that rub us a certain way, and yeah, in a in a, in a vacuum, analytically, we could say, oh yeah, that's hypocritical because of what I said about X, Y, and Z. But it is how like how we experience or interpret something is just how it happens. I mean, you, you could you could you could again in a conversation, distanced from the moment, agree that yeah, maybe that's not rational that I should interpret it that way, but. But it's visceral. You interpret it the way you interpret it. Sure. Oh, I, I I agree, and I love discussing it, especially with David, because the way that he processes and and perceives the characters that he loves so much fascinates me. Because it's like nobody <laughs> else on the goddamn planet. <laughs> I'm God. <laughs> It's so true, and I wasn't criticizing him for feeling that way. I totally understand it. What I'm saying is, you need to you need to separate you and Julian need to separate the 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 subjective from the objective. Julian, in his assessment of Dark Knight Returns in Year One, he just litters it with personal experiences. And well, this came out when I was a kid, and I read this. Thing. That has no bearing on the work whatsoever. None. See, now I disagree with that because again, whether it's your favorite type of music. Or your favorite TV shows, or your favorite cartoons, or your favorite movies, or your favorite comic books are quite often defined by when you experience them. But well, you, you so can't. Okay, but, but but there's the problem is that it, who are they defined for? And they got to be defined for yourself. That's what it's. Well, okay, okay, and that's when you need but, to step away and be either objective or subjective. Right. And that's you, whenever Vince exactly. is saying this is the definitive Batman story, and I think that. I think that Vince is. But again, is, if we're getting in hypocrisy, is, Vince would well, really, he's the most of the four of us. He's the one that's most apt to get very subjective when it comes. Sure, to sure, sure, sure. But okay, yeah. taking taking yeah. everyone out of the equation, <laughs> it's. I think that you need to step back and say, I may not be the biggest fan of this this film or this comic sure. or this TV, whatever. But I need to. I need to be objective and say what is its place in you know the hierarchy or so, or, so, or or it's you know i i sure. think that i think if we're gonna step so, back so and Chris, quote, we're, we're, uh-huh. so take a step back and where okay <laughs> where does dark where does dark knight strikes again fit into the pantheon of batman stories oh it's it's not it's, a, it's it, it is a footnote yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. it is you're very, right very, very yeah, much. Like, but, but it's a right footnote now. that has glimmers of brilliance in it like well i would tell you this i I think it has it is a fascinating footnote because again i do think like again as a marvel kid as a kid grew up marvel zombie frank you know frank miller to me was like one of the guys right because it was like when (laughs) i again but and again it is all about when you experience these things i mean for me reading his daredevil run was no, I don't want to say life changing. That's a little dramatic. But you know, like from a as a comic fan, though, especially in that moment, it was different. It was exciting. It was unique. Changed it was a different type of storytelling. Um, and and again, I'm sure there were people that did it before him, better and after him. But for me, in my little window of becoming a comic book fan, Miller's Daredevil was like one of those major things. 
And so, to me, like, Miller was, like, the man. And then, like I said last week, DKR came out. I, I really read no DC at that point. But that and Watchmen, for some reason, were transcendent enough at the comic store that I read them. And I enjoyed the hell out of it, having no prior experience with Batman other than, like, the Adam West show and the cartoons. So, like... I Miller's like one of the first guys I think that I would have viewed even like as a teenager as like one of the like a, one of the creators that 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 uh, achieved notoriety above and beyond the the work. You know, he was even more he was bigger than the work. Um, so right. I get that, but You're like, right, and I think that's what's that's what this series is deals a lot with. Well, wait, wait, this is Miller's wait. ego, okay, and, but, and his but, contempt. But Vince, I, I I get that where you were saying how. You know, based on when Julian read the book, and and mm-hmm. but how does that? When I explained how why it's not how the Dark Knight Returns is not my definitive book, no. how does that? That's I wasn't not, talking about where. No, I, I was. I was talking that in relation to your uh, appraisal of this book. How you said that it it almost ruined the first book for you? I didn't, did I say it almost ruined? Kind of, kind of, kind of. I said it tainted. It, it tainted. Say you it. tainted me, thank Druid. You, thank you, it's, See, All right. At least, it put, at least I it, know one of us actually. How, how about me. this? How about this? It blemished. There's a blemish on the original base because of the existence of. Yeah, the but sequel. that's a lot different than almost ruined. I mean, all right. You, yeah, I'm, I'm getting I'm getting dramatic, but but what, I, what I'm <laughs> saying you is you wouldn't think of it that way unless you wanted it to be almost ruined. But the, the uh, <laughs> if, if you're, yeah, gonna, you're looking if, for you're looking for reasons not to uh, like, if no. you're going to judge a, a a piece of of art, a, a clinical assessment of the merits of this or, or lack thereof of this artwork, you have to cut out the I think or I feel or you have to take that subjective and throw it in the trash just for a little bit. You can grab yeah. it and pick it back up and stick it back in you. It, My question it works. to you, though, is that, is that, and I know that's, and I know you do try hard to do this, but I try to really possible. I can get about 85% there. Yeah, but it's hard though, right? I mean, it's I, really difficult. I, I guess, yeah. my, like, I guess for what we do though, like I don't, I just don't see much utility in that. Like, in the okay. sense that it's just because it seems like it's a lot more work than I wanted to put. Like, right. you know, I mean... But when you like, come from an art background and you're trained to... It, it's drilled into you to remove yourself from the art and, and see it as a process, not a... Uh, just take away the human hand behind it and look at well, see, what is, is there. Where, That's what I was told. I mean, I, I that was beaten into me. Yeah, and maybe we can have you wrap up wrap up this little story with this because I I do think that as the person of the four of us who is the most uh, visually artistic, I mean the one that you know like mm-hmm. you draw for a living, and you Chris know, is pretty visually artistic. No, he right? is David too, can right? ink. It's interesting, but but I mean he's he's made it pretty clear about. <laughs> but but because of what you said though, which is that you liked the book and you thought it was the art was intentionally bad like poorly right. done but why do i like the art Doesn't because it's because it's a, because it's a train wreck but that's subjective okay right now now i will no, I, but you're I, saying it's not though you're saying you're trained as an artist no but, but i'm giving you i'm throwing you a bone my okay. appreciation of this book based on the fact that it looks like a dog's breakfast that's totally subjective no, but oh. wait 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 but i see now when i when when vince says that i know that based because we know that that Miller knows the rules, that he knows what rules to break. Just like when we talk about other artists who, right? We, because exactly, if if you're judging this solely on itself, it's crap. Right. I I totally agree with you. Right. You're able right. to right. say, right. well, he's obviously effing with people because look at all the stuff he's done X, Y, and Z before. Right. 
So you're in, letting in, his prior in, work in, inform your view of this. Because there has you have to judge it based on some kind of consistency, right? Mm. It, so it's okay to judge a book on what came before it, but it's no, not okay to No, it's not. The drawing in this book uh, <laughs> most of this the most of the drawing in this book is lousy. The the character designs like the 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 uh, especially like when Barda comes in and that little guy oh, comes off the, from yeah, the side like, it, oh. it looks like he just threw that down in three seconds no Seriously, concern yeah. about character yeah. design yeah. whatsoever and he, even if like Miller was like smoking a joint like laughing at yeah oh, I'm sure I'm sure he was I bet yeah. he got paid an obscene amount for this but 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 there are sure. there you. are flashes of brilliance like I think the cover to issue three is a masterpiece I love the cover I I think it's one of the best depictions of Batman ever. Weren't there multiple covers for each issue? Uh, I don't know. Were there? Mine is blue and red. I thought there were. I'd, see, I got to dig mine out. And I, and the and the double page with uh, Captain Marvel underneath the building. Underneath that the building, that's a brilliant. The, 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 the yeah. 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 This absolute that I bought has more pages devoted to this POS than. <laughs> <I was. laughs> oh, that sucks. Hook me up. <laughs> I got to get that absolute. The, the, the third the third issue did seem to have more pages than the other two. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, this is a longer story than Dark Knight Returns, and I think it says less. Oh, absolutely! I, yeah. I, yeah. I think we yeah. all agree there. Yeah, yes, yeah. <laughs> we finally agree. Yes. But yes. I mean, in the first one, you had Miller's commentary on on how 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 malleable the youth of the country are, but in this one, that has spread into the entire population. I mean, these people are... need to understand the Frank Miller of the spirit fan, <laughs> directing yeah. fan. Oh, Frank my God. Yeah. Read this and get a sense of how that Frank Miller came to be. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. a load of Duke, but but I, I like I it. Never, I, never thought, I never thought I would say this. Can we... Can we can we put the the Dark Knight talk to bed? Or we are, would love are we are we exhausted this? Yes, I think. Yeah. After, after 191 episodes, we finally got to talk about the Dark Knight and its sequel, and I, I think we're done for now. Nice. Till we get to year one. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. Hey, everybody! This throwdown has been brought to you by. <laughs> yeah, it is, dude. It's two hours. Yeah, it's more than two hours. Two hours and seven minutes. It is the season. What? I know, but Chris is getting antsy, and by the time we do our in your travels, we'll have another we'll have another half hour. This episode of Eleven O'clock Comics has been brought to you by Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com, where you can get your books at way far below retail. Wumba discounts, thirty-five to seventy-five percent off. The discount code for first-time customers is EOC eight. It'll get you an extra eight percent. On top of the already phenomenal discounts, you really don't have a choice. If you like saving money, and who the hell doesn't, go to Discount Comic Book Service, dcbservice.com, and check it out. Once you walk through that door, you will never walk back. I don't like that, but that's what I mean. All right. In your travels, I read this book four times last night. Wow. Four friggin' times. It is going to be somewhere in my 11 o'clockers. I, I think it's a, a work of stunning beauty by one of my all-time favorite ar- artists and uh, an author whose work I like a lot. But let's be honest, in this particular instance, it's the visuals that, that make this story. It's Hellboy, House of the Living oh, Dead yeah, Corbin. By, by Mike Mignola and Mr. Richard Corbin. I'm a huge fan of the uh, Mexigothic uh, horror movies that 
K. Gordon Murray brought over in in the in the 60s, like uh, Santo and the Vampire Women, and uh, Paul Nash's films like Frankenstein's Bloody Terror and Werewolf versus the Vampire Woman. I love those movies, and I was stunned at how closely Richard Corbin captured the just that cloying, clingy kind of dank, dusty. Mexican atmosphere in their movies. I mean, they made their movies for next to nothing. Cheap film stock, bad lighting, and and this just captures all that. Everything I love about those movies, Miller nailed. Plus, you get the Universal Monster Edge. Uh, there's a character in here that looks just like Lon Chaney Jr., and he's a werewolf. Go figure. Uh, the Frankenstein monsters in here. You have yes, uh, tip of the hat again to the the Mexican uh, horror movies. You have vampire women. It's just a creature feature. It's it's gorgeous. Corbin has taken my breath away for decades and this is just the latest installment of that that love that i have with him it is a beautiful brilliant piece of work i love it That's awesome. and, and and you can read it in like maybe a half hour 40 minutes it's a real quick read it's a hardcover but man is it satisfying and you do not need any prior well save for one panel you do not need any prior hellboy experience this is a book you can pick up if you are totally unaware of what the hubbub is about hellboy it's it's basic it's very very simple hellboy spent a period of time in mexico ran into three luchadors all of them brothers they uh quit wrestling because they claimed to have been told by the virgin mary that monsters were going to come and they they were needed in the fight one of them gets turned into a vampire hellboy tries to save him fails and carries the guilt with him and um, this, quote, mad scientist, but not really, um, ropes Hellboy into fighting his champion, which is the Franken a Frankenstein monster. And that's all you need to know. It's spooky, creepy. The, the character designs are top friggin' notch. Um, one of the brothers gets turned into a vampire, and when he takes off his mask in the ring, oh, man, what a series of panels. Corbin is just a god. He is. You need to get this. It's seventeen. No, it's fourteen ninety nine for a hardcover. It is money well spent from Dark Horse. Hellboy, House of the Living Dead. Yes. Nice recommendation. It's gonna be tough to top. Yeah, it's good. It's great. Go. Uh, okay, I will. <laughs> um. Did you throw three. your headset before? Yeah, you pissed me off, you <laughs> fucking asshole. Wow. Why? Because because you hit me with the barrage and I wasn't going to take it. Oh, shit. Go ahead. What's funny? I thought it was largely aligned with that whole conversation. Uh, well, yeah. I thought it was supposed to be a, a discussion. It is a discussion, but when you go, when you go, that's not a discussion. Like, that's you attacking. Go. I wasn't attacking. I was yes, it was. It was a carpet bomb. You were carpet bombing me. Just going to explain how you were wrong. Correct you on your opinion. I was going to tell you how you were horribly. So you actually you threw the headset. I made you that mad. Yeah, you fucking pissed me off, asshole. Oh my god, that's crazy. I am too. Go. I had to go take a leak. If you're not reading in concert with each other, because there's going to be a time whenever you get these in trade. And and read them, you know, in in bigger chunks. Um, it won't be the same if you're not reading 
Animal Man and Swamp Thing monthly oh, together yes. right now, you are missing out. Yep. Steve Pugh's coming back? Yes. Mm-hmm. It is. It the Scott Snyder and Jeff Lemire have got something really special yeah. going on with those two books right now. Yep, and not for nothing. I'm, like I, I'm, I'm totally with you. I, I it's, it's gonna be hard for Scott Snyder not to run away with a couple of eleven classics for me. Seriously, True. dude is killing he it. He good. Um, his other, um, his other book from Image, uh, Severed. Haven't read really, it yet. That trade good. Really good. Yeah, I yeah. think it was, uh, I think it was my fanboy's uh, pick of the week this week. Uh, it's, it's really good. It, it is a, it is a, a, it's probably going to pop up in my 11 o'clockers cause it is a, it is a mini. Um, but, uh, yeah, what he, what he and Jeff are doing on animal man and swamp thing right now is taking some, taking some, uh, some Alan Moore concepts and mm-hmm. running with them even a little bit harder, and also some Grant Morrison concepts, but putting new and fresh twists on them. They're not just beating, you know, uh, ground that's already been been covered. It's uh, and the other thing is that you can read Animal Man by itself and you're fine. You can read Swamp Thing by itself and you're fine, but you're getting a fuller, more more realized story if you read both of them and uh they're they're working on some similar concepts that that there is the 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 red and the green which alan moore had he kind of came up with that concept right of the red and the green i think the red may be uh morrison's is that okay is that more i think i'm not Eh, sure i thought i thought the red crept up in in alan moore's run i'm I'm not for, i'll have to go back and read but I'll, I'll take your word for it right now but no, but that. you know they're they're working on the on the idea of of the red and the green as being kind of the the animal and and vegetation you know totems and avatars but there's a third called the rot which they yes. are they are both um having some issues with and it's uh it's interesting because you know buddy is is he's been around this for a while and and now his family is more involved than he ever thought that they would be and so he's having to deal with stuff uh uh in ways that that he couldn't have uh, of uh, you know imagined and then in the the swamp thing part of what's going on you have Alec Holland who's back from the dead and having to uh, to come to terms with some memories that shouldn't be his and uh and Abby Arcane is back and she's awesome and yeah. really hot in this book. I like the short hair you Abby. Like the short hair? See, I like the short hair Abby. But her her little brother's a fucking creepy bastard. I haven't read the fourth issue yet so I don't know about her little brother but see I I think of between when when I look at what Jeff Lemire is writing with the new DC 52, I think I prefer Animal Man over Frankenstein, Agent of Shade. Oh, that's such a fun book, though. That's oh, going to be fun. involved. It is it, fun, but I think yeah. I prefer Animal Man right at the moment. That's going to be involved in a crossover, too, with Omac. Is it? Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah, perfect. You're right. Very yeah. cool. Okay. That'll be interesting. Yeah. Cool job. Fra- Frankenstein's just, you know, big, you know, dumb fun. You know, oh, not, yeah. No, it is. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Um, but it's it's just 
it's it's the monster squad and, yeah and, and it's yeah the, the characters he has going on in there and everybody who's working with frank no it, it is a fun book yeah. but as far as like like when when you look at at maybe continuity and and what it else i mean it's nice seeing it's you nice need to learn how to compartmentalize things <laughs> oh <It's>, <laughs> i want to leave that alone I'll let you finish. <laughs> I'm not even involved in the conversation. I get kicked I'll in the nuts. How does that happen? No, but uh, I'll leave on this. And I'm just, I'm just jabbing you guys. You got to, um, uh, Animal Man and, and Swamp Thing. If you are a fan of of horror movies or horror uh, or horror comics, horror movies. I love horror movies. Horror movies, yes. Or or uh, you need to get you need to get on this because um, they are doing it right. Very. Very yeah, travel foreman killing it. As I say, yeah. visually, both books oh. are stunning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah, pocket pocket's great, and uh, yep, I'm thinking. So it's well, uh, pocket and the, company, but yeah, yeah. yeah. I, you know, I I mean, we knew we knew the creators before they started working on these, and so it's not surprising to yeah. us the the quality of the of the books. But I think for for folks that maybe weren't as as aware of um, of how good Jeff and and Scott mm-hmm. are. These have got to be surprise hits for a lot of people. Sure, yeah, yeah. I think I told I think I told the story on the on the show a while ago, maybe like two New Yorks ago, when I um, when I had a chance to chat with Yannick Paquette when he was a Marvel exclusive doing uh, Young X Men. Young X Men, yeah. Um, he I bought his um, his uh, his sketchbook that was there, and it was uh, it was like a kind of it was like a Babes and Monsters thing. But he was saying that, like, his dream, he loves drawing monsters. Like, that's his... Like, oh, his, he's happy now. Yeah, he said it. And this was like, like I said, it was either two or three years ago, and he said if he could get a gig in comics, just, like, drawing and thinking up of monsters, that would be, like, his dream gig, so... so yeah, he's, he's having fun. And I tell you what, some of his double-page spreads in Swamp Thing are fucking ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Oh, my God. So it's uh, it's it's, like... J. H. Williams meeting Stephen Bissett. I mean, it's it's amazing stuff. No doubt, no doubt. Yeah, uh, a lot. A couple of the books out of the New Fifty Two are losing their luster with me. Like I, I'm dropping. Like Resurrection it. Man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I have you been yeah. reading that? No, yeah, I, I'm I, I stopped. Oh, that. it's it's raw. I, it's no, too. Yeah. But no, there there have been a few where um I think uh, I think Grifter is one. Yeah, uh, that, yeah. I, I know I mentioned on, on the um, in that whole New Fifty Two thread where there were some where I thought I was going to stick with through the first arc. I, and Vince, I mean you, you have me sticking with. That, I know. I'm sorry. Have me sticking stick with Batgirl, and I really like that book. Though. And and so and which one? Batgirl. Batgirl. And that's why I'm sticking with it. But Oop. I mean, there's some others where where. Uh, <laughs> Like action comics, Batgirl. Batgirl. Wait, Batgirl. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, no, I like that book. <laughs> it sounded like you were saying backer, and I'm like, what are you talking about backer? What? But, but it, you are. You're still, awesome. I mean, I'm still sticking with Justice League International. Uh, I'm, I, but really? I, mean, I thought. Yeah, I dropped that. I, I thought I was. I thought I was going to stick with Justice League through the first arc. Out. I'm out. Two, three, out. Uh, totally so, out, dude. Yeah. How's that after one on that I fucking bird? Like, it's I, like, <laughs> I put issue two, and I was like, oh, that's how they're doing. Out, half, out, out, dude. Done. Yeah. I, and uh, what I th- said I was going to stick with the six issues, too, and I, I couldn't yeah. do it. I oh, couldn't yeah. do it. Yeah, I'm, I, I, actually, all of those books you just mentioned, I'm out. Um, I'm out of Blackhawks. I'm out. 
I'm sticking with Superboy. That seems to be the only lobe of the book that I'm still working on. Okay. I haven't read the latest issue, so I don't know. Oh, dude. Spoilers, but uh, Caitlin Fairchild, we were right. Yes, yeah, see? Yep. There you go. Yep. Yep. Booyah. But, uh, no, so it's, it's uh, but, yeah. But I'm it's not. weird. There's some books in there that I thought I'd never read, and I'm loving them. And I know it's not finding an audience with everybody, but I think Suicide Squad is great. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I, was, like I told you last yeah. week, you did win me over. I'm glad you guys talked me into six with Deathstroke. It's actually a lot of fun. Oh, Deathstroke's the bomb. And also, you guys talked me into giving iVampire a second issue, and I actually have enjoyed that quite a bit the last two yeah, issues. Yeah, much different than the original, though, But and, and good on them for doing that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. You know, if, I, if I had to stick with three, it would be Batman, Deathstroke, and iVampire. If, if I was wow. interesting. Crazy good. It's Yeah. it's. I mean, I, I would probably give Suicide Squad up for a vampire just because i mean it's it's i i, I trust fialkov and and well it's interesting with the frankenstein like i know you guys had jeff on when i was one of the weeks i couldn't do the show right and he talked a bit about how like it, you know like the frankenstein three issue little mini series that he did in relation to the end of the old universe um you know had a lot of the same elements but there were things he was able to change mm-hmm um, mm-hmm. And it was interesting because I had read the first issue of that, but it was like a Marjana pile. I'm just trying to get rid of, you know how like you get these books and then like they're timely. They're like tie, especially the tie-in books, and if you don't read them soon after the event is over, you almost never read them. Right. So yeah. I, that was actually read two and three of that of the the Frankenstein series pr- that predates this New Fifty Two, and it really does. I mean, pretty much like all the characters in this relaunch are in Jeff's miniseries. It's just that mm-hmm. some of the backstory is different. Because he was had to tie it in at the time to Flashpoint, and I, he doesn't yeah. have to now. But like the, the same basic premise was there. Like Frankenstein's there, and he's getting recruited by Shade, and he was married to Lady Frankenstein, who had four arms, and there's the Fish Woman. Like all of that was established in that three issue miniseries, so yeah. it actually is pretty pertinent to the ongoing. I th- I'm glad he made changes to it. I much prefer the oh yeah the, the yeah. new series. Yeah, to, I would- to, yeah, to the mini. All right, so who didn't go yet in your travels? I didn't go yet. Well, all Jason right, keep... and I. But, um, all right, so this is what I, I teased you guys with on, on Ooh, Twitter this yeah. morning, this afternoon. Uh, this was this was something that, that Vince was all gung-ho with initially, and, and I think Jason and I were the most vocal. We didn't mock, but we, we, we kind of laughed oh, a little you, bit. You I mocked. did read the first. I did read the first few issues, uh, but I haven't. I think after the first maybe five or six, I haven't read since then. So, uh, hmm. so issue nineteen is my first time back playing with this character, and that's because nineteen introduced a new creative team because the previous oh. creators all went away and did other things that oh, could actually make make the money. Yes, and it's it's haunt, and uh, yes, and it's it's written by now Joe Casey. Art by Nathan Fox, and and I I told Nathan while we were at New York Comic Con that uh, that I would be trying out Haunt with their new issue, and I remember he was saying how um, things were pushed back because they didn't get to eighteen in time, or things were delayed, so things were screwed around. But nineteen finally came out, and it is a um, it's where, where I talked about Defenders before, and it being a great first issue, and and and. It's it's a good jumping on point. Issue number nineteen is a great jumping on point because even though if you didn't know what was going on in the previous eighteen issues, you kind of get all caught up 
and and because we all I think is it safe to say that all four of us are, are fans of Joe Casey? We we, we pretty oh, yeah. much oh, have yeah. faith in him, and yeah. and and he, you know, he's good at storytelling, and uh, and he can get you all caught up. Now Nathan Fox, I'm familiar with him with with Blue Estate and a few things here and there. And so there, there are some things that I haven't read that he's done, but here there are times I was thinking about this on, on the ride home tonight from work. And I was trying to think about a way to, to describe Ethan Fox's artwork and where, cause there's a scene, there are a few pages in here where, where there's a lot of, um, it's, it's violent. There's a lot of uh, slashing going on and and bloodshed. A lot of splatter, yeah. And and yeah, so but I was thinking how how I could describe that and and it's I was thinking of um, if you could the the way I thought about it is if if I thought about like Simon Bisley's artwork that would be loud here it it still there'd be a lot going on but I probably wouldn't be as loud just because of the style of, of art. That, that he does his work in and th- there's when i got to the last page i was like I, I i can't believe that that actually happened and i was a little i was a little bummed because of of a character who um who we see doesn't really make it through the bloodshed basically if if you read if you haven't read any haunt before um and this is where i'll enlist vince it's it's basically it's, it's two brothers who um one was a priest uh, one was a mercenary. Um, the mercenary is pretty much, I guess, a ghost, for lack of a better term. Yeah. Um, and uh, and and when they combine forces, when they when they join together, uh, they become haunt, and and that's the 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 spawn slash venom like character that, that that you see drawn in in all the images. And um, there, there's a uh, there's a secret organization that. Uh, that that we found out about previously before this issue um that's all what we can gather is has gone away there was actually early on this issue it reminded me a lot of grendel in the later years with the whole um yeah the vampire things with the right, and and yeah and, and and the church and whatnot uh but it was um but it's still it's it's a great jumping on point. McFarland has some uh has some back matter in the back of the issue where uh he explains how, you know, Greg is now working with DC and if it's the one DC book you buy out of the new fifty two, make it Batman and, and oh, Kirkman that's is nice. busy. And he did, he did. He, he said that and, and Kirkman's busy with, with the Walking Dead Walking Dead T V show. Um and and so you know he's like you know and, and I guess he's got other things going on because I guess there are new action figures to make. But it, it, there's everything going on. Not not many. Where, if you look at his website, well, there's not many figures. It's, it's, well, you know, I'm trying to give him benefit of the doubt. If, if it doesn't wear a, a, a team uniform, it's not going to be. But it's um. So I mean, everybody's pretty much everybody from the original crew is 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 working on other things, and and um and he even gives uh Clapeon, who who's Capullo's anchor on on the Batman book, some props. But uh, Capullo, it's it's uh. So it this is this is now the new. It, it's not a number one. It it relies on what's going on before it, but it hasn't. Um, but you don't need to have read the first eighteen issues to read this issue. It, yeah. It's it's a great jumping on point. New creative team. New. I mean, it's the, the the characters. I wasn't. You know, I didn't feel like you know what didn't I? Because like I said, I, I read like maybe up to issue five or six. 
and I, I, I'm not cursing the creators for like not filling in the gaps from the past year. I don't, you know, I don't need to know that to read this. And it's, it's a really good, um, it's a really good starting point. And it's, 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 it, Nathan Fox's art is, is, is fantastic. Like I said, it's, it's, cool. um, there's, there's there's a lot going on. There's 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 some bloodshed. There's but I mean even even the normal people, even like when when they're not in in their haunt persona, it's it's they 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 look like real normal people. And and it's still I mean there's and there's sex if if, if you like sex in your comics, is some good. of that going on here? Yeah. So yeah. you know there's there's some bumping uglies. It's it's a um, Nathan Fox makes me sick. I can understand that. So, so, right now and it's like, so goddamn young and he's so friggin' good. I, I wish I had a talent, a talent magnet. I can just like extract it from him. Homeboy's got mad and, skills. And keep it from my own. Yeah. This is, this is an absolutely, I mean, this is, and so like I said, so I mean, th- th- there was a secret government agency going on. You don't, you, you get a tease of that in this issue, but it's not like you don't need to know what's going on before issue right. nineteen. You can well, read nineteen it, and just go straight from here. Didn't Tom Tom Caters say that every uh, new creative team is like a reboot of sorts? I think it was Tom sure. that said that. I don't know yeah. if Tom said that, but sure, it's it's true. I can see that. Yeah, no, yeah. it's I, I'd agree with that. I mean, unless it's a fill-in issue, but yeah, I mean, if if it's a new creative team from here on out, like like okay, Vince, like like the Defalco Ryan Belandy run of Fantastic Four, that was that was pretty much a reboot. Yeah, which was a hell of a lot better than the shit we're getting today. Let me tell you. Yeah, well, I didn't, I didn't know it then, but well, I know I, it I, now. Hindsight beats what it's <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, so yeah, new creative team. If if this is the new ongoing team, then yeah, then, then I can definitely see that as a reboot. Yeah, nice. Jason, my brother. Okay, so a couple things. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know how we do. <laughs> First of all, uh, I actually wanted to, I went to do this at the beginning of the show, but I forgot. Uh, congratulations to um, uh, the Awesome by Comics podcast, which Chris and I have talked about from time to time. Uh, Aaron and Evie mm-hmm. are not only the hosts, but their husband and wife, and they just had their first child. Uh, nice. So Good congratulations down. to them on the birth of their baby girl. Um, now they will be awesomed by diapers. Exactly. Awesome yes. by kid. Um, so now in terms of the uh, show in the next few weeks, um, two things. One, uh, we will definitely this week because I'm not going to let these guys hang out from Skype until we talk after the show. Uh, have the eleven O'Closkers uh, thread up with the categories that you all can vote to your heart's content. Sorry, I know it's taken a while. It's much later than usual, but we'll hook it up. Uh, that's going to happen. The other thing is because it is the season, uh, we are going to bring to you uh, the much loved and uh, not done in a while question phase of the show oh, yeah, so we're, we're going to have the 12 cues of Christmas Nice. so uh, we will post the thread in the forum um, anyone can ask a question but there's a couple of things to think about one we're going to ask we're going to ask and answer 12 questions right. uh, we get to choose the questions of whatever's there and the other thing is um, like we've done this a few other times before I realize <laughs> some of the people listening may not have listened to those episodes but um, you know Try and come up with questions that are going to make us have conversation. 
Um, that's really what makes, I think, for a good episode and what we like. So make it like conversational that like, well, it's not something like one word answers or yes or no. Um, you're not likely to get your question asked. <laughs> Have you ever read Weapon X? Right, right. So, yeah, so you know, if, you, if there's something that you've always wondered about us, and it can be personal. Now, Chris won't answer personal questions, but the three of the rest of us will. Oh, uh, I will. Shit, yeah. I'm kidding, dude. I'm kidding. My wife is hot. So, yeah, so, so you have those things to look forward to. Um, <laughs> my wife is hot. Yeah, exactly. And then, uh, and then, and then two in your travels. Uh, first, uh, Action Lab Entertainment. Which is uh, run in oh. part by uh, our buddy Sean. Two weeks in a row. I know. Yeah. Got to do it. Got to do it. Deserve it. Listen, listen. Yes, let's be do. honest. Let's be honest. The uh, the creator owned Comic World is a tough spot right now. Yeah. Um, and if you Go don't pre order stuff, that's sort of in the very back of previews and ain't getting printed. So I will just commend people's attention again to this month's previews. They have three books in their signature series which are basically limited edition. I think the print run is no more than 500 copies, and anyone that's ordered will be signed by the creators. Um, and it's uh, it's uh, Exo and the Rock Solid Steel Bots, which is written by Sean, uh, and actually our buddy Adam Bessignotti, believe it or not, uh, yeah. and drawn by Daniel I believe Logan. it. I yeah. do believe it. Um, believe Spacetime it. Condominium, which is uh, written and drawn by Dave Dwanch, and then uh, Dave's buddy, Super Ugly, did a uh, an art book called Monsters Are Just Like Us. So... Hook that up. And then last but certainly not least, um, this kind of falls into the uh, – Vince, what was that um, Fred Van Lente book that you – oh, the Modox – was it Modox? Modox 11. Modox 11. Yeah. Yes. This kind of is in that vein. I read it this week. It was, again, in my Regina pond. I'm like, if I don't read it now, I'm never going to read it. <laughs> he um, says it and different that is, every time. What's that? You say Regina different every time. I know. Yeah, he does. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> um, Scar, King of the Savage Land. Yeah. Um, I just read the issues, but the trade happened to have come out this week as well, so perfectly timed. Um, written by Rob Williams, um, interiors by uh, Brian Ching. Um, but basically, this is Scar, who is uh, the son of Hulk, uh, ends up in the Savage Land, um, paired up with Kazar uh, and Zabu. Uh, my girl Shauna is possessed by an evil so spirit so who hot. has taken over the Savage Land. And uh, Scar and Kazar and Zabu and, and Devil Dinosaur and Moon Boy and a bunch yeah, of other people awesome. have yeah. to get back to Savage Land. And uh, yeah. it's just crazy. There's crazy cameos. Kid Colt's in it. Um, the Phantom Eagle's in it. It's just awesome. It's like totally out there with C-list characters. And it sets a new status quo for the Savage Land. Uh, and it's a lot of fun. I had a blast with it. It's. Uh, oh, I'm so glad you liked that. Did you enjoy Aww. it? Yeah, I thought it was great. Yeah, that yeah, was, me too. That was so. back when we were talking about bulletins. You were talking about that. No, 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 no. This this no, came no, this out. Is, oh, no, 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 the, no, no, yeah, no. This is a recent thing. Modox eleven, though. But I was like, oh, was right, right. right. But yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So hook that up. Yeah, it's totally off the wall. And Devil Dinosaur, how could you not like it? Seriously, yeah. Dude, yeah. Devil Dinosaur sneaks Kazar into a enemy camp <laughs> by putting him in his mouth and yeah. then jumping in line with a bunch of other T Rexes. It's awesome. <laughs> Where else are you going to see that? Yeah, Marvel, come on. Get with the program. Let's have a devil dinosaur ongoing. Wouldn't that yeah, be Rob great? Williams, uh, Rob Williams is kind of like that. He's like the next in that Greg Pak, Rick Remender. Yeah, Fred, I mean, I, I enjoyed yeah. his, uh, his Ghost Rider. The, the yeah, yeah, he's like Rob he's, Rob Rob Williams. Didn't, yeah. didn't he? Um, he, he, did he, ran, he ran comics. Yeah, Comet on X. Yeah, Com X, yeah. At, at least, Rack. you know. Oh, no kidding, least. really? Yeah, yeah he did class, class war. war. He wrote, class he wrote war. that. But at yep. least now he's writing things that people 
the way. But it, it's uh, um, no, but yeah, you're right. Like Jason said, I was getting paid. I was getting paid. This um, has no bearing on anyone but myself, but uh, a little bit of information. Next week's episode will be the last in the current notebook. Uh, another notebook bites the dust. Wow. This is the second one. We're, we're keeping on. We, Get we you a Molskine or something. That was the first. No, the first one was the Yingling. Uh, right. That's that, right. That, uh, is that the first? Was yeah. that the first one? Wow. Yeah, this one's pretty wow. thick. Starts off with episode 86. Was this yeah. the Stewart one, the Wet Rats? No, the, the, the Yingling one was the Wet oh, Rats. Oh, that was the yeah, Yingling. This was just a, a little piece of shit I picked up at Borders. Well, what did we grab from work? Oh, all right. Yeah. From, David. Well, I still from work, so I only still like post-its from work. Exactly. You're right. Yeah. So. <laughs> Who buys post-it notes? <laughs> all right, everybody. Thank you for joining us. We'll be back <laughs> next yeah, we'll be back next week, like it or not. And we love you. And go get your Christmas shopping done. And if and, you're going to buy your... Huh? And, and, and just so everybody knows, because of, of, of the, the way the weeks end up, um, next week, since, since Jason already brought up the question, next week will not be our annual opening of no. Christmas presents. We're going to go another week. Right. right. The 28th will be the, uh, the week of the 28th is one I can't wait. I can't either, dude. You should stand up. It's always a fun episode. It is, dude. I love it. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, if you have children and you are doing the Christmas thing, buy them an extra one for me. I'm not going to pay for it, but people love you for it. <laughs> what? What? Bye. We love you. Go have fun. See you later. Like this hot. <laughs> you look at a lot. <laughs>